Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Machu Bili alongside my critique partner in crime, Ricardo Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of Beards, Beats and Bailey. And um, at the time of this recording here, we are just one week away before we reveal our, you know, top 30, you know, our, our list basically of best and worst movies of the decade. Uh, my list, uh, you know, it's pretty much being finalized at the moment. There's still a few movies that I, I want to, to, to rewatch. There's stuff that I haven't seen, like, you know, between the years of 2010 to 2015, basically. Um, but, you know, there's just others that I wish I could have gotten around to watching. But, you know, time is just of the essence, too. So I just have to go, basically, from just uh, memory, just remembering um, how much times I, I saw it and how much I enjoyed it and, you know, stuff like that. Um, as far as the worst movies go, well, you know, the pain still resonates right now, so I really don't need to, to rewatch. Um, well, yeah, all of them. I only, I only rewatch like about three, four of them actually. But the catch is that, uh, like I said last week, I'm making sure to just have basically the worst film that I saw from each year that will be from 2010 to 2019. 2019 right, is right. kind of pretty tricky though, but um, because there was a there were just like uh, 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 well, just some movies I could count in one hand that really pissed me off this year, right? But it's just right. a think up. It's just a pick the one that really, really run me up the roof, though. That that's that's a tricky part for me. But everything right. else is pretty much you know there. Yeah, now for me, as I say with the worst movie stuff, is not so much quote unquote objectively bad stuff. It's just the stuff that really was more like a tragedy. It's stuff that really had no, no business being that bad. Yeah. Uh, even though it might be might not be as bad as say the quote unquote worst ever. That's why I'm not gonna fight down bullshit like Troll Two or whatever it is, right? Them them kind of films. Nana films. Yeah. Was it still yeah, Nana? Right, right, right. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those, those films don't count. It's, it's stuff that you know we had a hype for. You could have done something amazing with this. You had an opportunity to do something amazing with this. And then you you royally fuck it up in like a you know amazing way. And I, I, yeah. I have Melissa, uh, stuff that I really was shocked at. It just shocked me how bad it was. Right. Like it, I, like, and it's not like stuff like, say, it's not a stuff that was just a mild, like a, a general disappointment, like, say, Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron is not on the list. Like, I was disappointed with Age of Ultron. Ultron should not be on the list. Like, yeah, it's a no. disappointment as far as MCU movies right. go, but not that worst stuff. Right, exactly. But it has stuff that is like, you wait a long time, the person really should know better, and then what we get is like complete trash. So yeah, certain M Night Shyamalan film is gonna be on this list. Uh, I, I, I'm, yeah, I'm a, yeah I'm a, no, I was thinking about that one show in particular because there is there is a M, M Night Shyamalan movie already on my list, right? Um, right. I'm not gonna say what it is, but but just thinking about this year, slight spoiler. I, I'm yeah. really like still wondering if that, if this in itself is actually the worst thing I see for the year, though. 
But and the thing is, after more time to take out. What happens is that I've seen people been been defending this movie, and I was like, why? It's yeah. so dumb. Oh, but Whatever. it's well shot, and you know the actors that's on screen are like, no, like yeah, what? You know I me, mean? but but yeah. Anyway, well, so you could just look out for that um, within the well in the the next episode, right? Um, right. So as far as uh, movies go, uh, we're gonna talk about um, well one that unfortunately I get a, I did not get around to to watching. This is a Senegalese romantic drama. Um, we get a lot of praise since it came out called Atlantics. I did get around to seeing that, so you fill me in on that. Also, a movie that was getting a lot of like re reviews since it came out um, earlier on this year, but um, I finally got around to seeing it. This would be a British film called The Souvenir. I mean, a lot of people is calling this one of the best movies of 2019, one of the best movies of decades. So um, I saw it, and I'll give my honest opinion on it. Uh, also, I took in a um, pretty much a romantic drama of sorts, if you want to call it that, called Queen and Slim. This was one of my highly anticipated films of the year. Uh, mainly right. because I have my boy Daniel Kaluuya in it, you know what I mean? So, But I'll, I'll talk about him in this show, boy, and, and just why he just needs a break, boy. Um, and last but not least, we, we finally took in um, the Netflix, you know, uh, released film, Marriage Story. You know what I mean? We, we were hearing the praise since I, I think it's like like since the, the title came out and since it was going yeah, right. festival, yeah. yeah the film festival route, we're just hearing nothing but praise about this show so we finally took it in because it came out um last week the title is recording on netflix and you know we will share our thoughts on that uh but before we do that though um some rest in peace shout outs way um yeah. well i would just mention the two that i saw on on uh, facebook actually this morning uh you have two that um well, Star Trek related ones. One of which yes. I know I saw um, on Facebook last week, but I'll just run through the first two. Uh, so late, like uh, late, late this morning, actually went up on Facebook. Just my own business. Just waited to see when the Wonder Woman nine eighty four trailer was going to come out. Oh yes, and by the way, there was uh, a, a good amount of trailers that came out um, last week. So we'll run through those as well right after we do our you know recipe shoutouts and. Um, Juice Wilbur. Yeah, right. So yeah. I, I was not familiar with this dude at all. I have no idea what he did. <laughs> Sorry to see it. Oh, um, really? Okay. Well, he looks well, familiar. Um, yeah, well, familiar. all right. So in, in a nutshell, um, he is, he's a rapper, right? Well, yeah. yeah but uh, as he, as he, you know, his, his moniker kind of suggests, right? But um, the thing about him is, though, that he was within the sub-genre of, well, emo rap, right? Which is just basically, you know, I'm lonely and you broke my heart and why did you do this to me? That kind of vibe. Now. Um, right. Just kind of wallowing in self-pity, but just doing it with these really spacey beats and whatnot, right? So the song that really shot him to fame was uh, Lucid Dreams, right? Where he took um, Shape of My Heart from Sting. If you remember, you know, Leon the Professional, that's the song that they play at the end. You know I me, mean? we, right. we, we know this song, we know this song, right? And yeah. He was able to take that song and crap. Well, even though there was some copyright issues here or there, but he was able to take that song and well, craft a sort of a yeah, you broke my heart kind of ballad, basically, right? Um, a lot of people, a lot of like um, music critics on YouTube, kind of call it one of the worst songs of um, of twenty eighteen. I just saw it as a radio song and nothing more. Like I got where he was coming from, but I wasn't like the biggest fan of this song. It was just like, but the big joke he was making is like, oh well, you know, you know, get your heart broken, ha ha ha. You know, like this is how 
uh, a teenager reacts which when he, when he gets his heart broken. But anyway, um, but I don't know, like I, I got the, his style and whatnot, but it really wasn't for me. But this year he dropped um, he dropped an album actually his uh, was well, a second studio album called Dead Race for Love, um, which had a pretty interesting PS One throwback album cover right that's that's like the one good thing i could take from the album but other than that it was the same kind of emo rap stuff he incorporated right. some rock music into it and like i was just kind of nonplussed about it i got the gist of it but i was just kind of let down by the the rapping like i felt like it was just too basic and whatnot you know what i mean some some um unintentionally hilarious bars here or there right but i got the gist of it understood it i wasn't like this is the worst thing ever right but Clearly, it's just not for me, right? I, I kind of want my rap to be a little bit more edgy, you know what I mean? But I got the gist. Other than that, though, um, but I don't want to talk bad about him, really, um, because, I mean, he was just 21, though, when, when, when he died, right? And it was just over a seizure. Yeah, really young. So, for me, like, I could say what I want about that race for love, but, I mean, he's young, so there, there was room for him to, to, to improve on his style and get better, you know what I mean? And, you know what I mean? Unfortunately, we're not gonna get that though, which is which is unfortunate. But still, he was able to to make an impact on music itself because yeah, even um, people who didn't really care for hip hop, I know a couple of people who really dig you know Lucid Dreams and other, um, other, um, some other songs from him because they were just easy to follow, easy to understand, easy to comprehend and whatnot. So yeah, you know, I mean, he he found his niche basically. So I I respect him for that. But yeah, though I, I really wish that the, that he had that opportunity to, you know, to expand on his sound and his style and really sharpen up on his bars or whatnot. But fortunately, we're not gonna get that. But for what it's worth, for what he left behind, I mean, he left his mark, right? And I I can't I I can't be disrespectful to him uh, for that. So yeah, not much more I could say. Uh, rest in peace to Juice Will. You know what I mean? You did your thing, man. Um, I I imagine many people. Will and uh, will continue to be inspired by your music as well. We we able to relate to your music, and yeah, I just hope that they will continue to do so. You know, I mean, long after. So yeah, rest in peace to Juice Will, man. Right, right. And secondly, just what I thought this day could again the worst way. Although I didn't really like tear up, tear up, tear up for this, right? Um, Carol Spinney. Um, this would be right, yeah. uh, legendary Papa Chair. He was um, well best known actually as the guy behind Big Bird and Oscar the Grouch, right, from Sesame Street. Uh, from ever right. since it came, well, since um, since his show came on air, right, back in like 1969, right. Um, and I mean, like I always saw his name growing up. Like, uh, I mean, it, it, it's no surprise. I mean, we grew up on Sesame Street, uh, Sesame Street right? both of us. Like in the 90s, if we were in primary school, that was like the yeah. show to watch, right? So. I always remember, like, um, I think it's like on the Fridays, right? They would have like the long outro. Where you see the credits actually roller, right? Okay, no, normally they would just do the whole Sesame Street is brought to you by this and this and brought to you by yeah, that, right? End. And end. But I know on Fridays you would see like the credits roll up and you would see like who behind the scenes, who do what now. And I would right. always remember seeing that name, Carol Spinney. Um, even with the the specials that they had, um, one in particular being a great Christmas special that they had like back in the 80s. Uh, I never forgot that. That was really one of my, my favorite Christmas specials of all time, right? But yeah, I always remember seeing that name. You know, and, um, like later on, I would read, uh, do my research and be like, oh, he's the guy who, you know, did the puppeteer for, you know, uh, Big Bird and Oscars. Like, oh, okay, that, that's really cool, man. Um, 
and yeah, I mean, some circumstances took place and he left. I mean, he did stuff afterwards, and I mean, he really did put in work um, during his tenure with Sesame Street. But yeah, I mean, he he went out, he do what he had to do, and uh, well, you know, I mean, he passed away at um, at age what uh, eighty five actually, right? Which I mean, yeah, I mean that that's a hell of a innings right there, man. I mean, I uh, I can't complain about that. Uh, but I mean, just as you know, be like like children of the of the eighties, basically nineties, right? Just growing up on these characters. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, we we all know who Big Bird is. We all know who Oscar the Grouch is, right? And it wouldn't have, de- you know, it wouldn't have been, uh, we wouldn't have known these things if it hadn't been for his contribution. Huh? So, yeah, I mean, not much more I could say too about him. So, recipes to Carol Spinney. Um, anything right. you want to weigh in on on his on this um on this um? Yeah, no, no, it, it was one of those things I never really um. Right, I, I just was just familiar with him. Like I kind of knew his name. I was like, oh right, the guy behind Big Bird. Okay, unfortunate. Yeah, it was one of those things that you know you know really think about as a person behind the scenes. Not no any as popular as say uh, you know Jim Henson, the Frankos, or anybody like that. So, right. But yeah, mess in peace as well. Yeah. Right. So, uh, two probably two two big big names in in Star Trek fandom, uh, past. Uh, probably one of the best biggest writers, if not the best writer of Star Trek. Uh, DC Fontana, Dorothy Fontana. Uh, she right. passed um, earlier this week, and yeah, uh, she's a big one. Uh, didn't expect this to happen. This was the sketch more of God. And then uh, the second to, to person to pass is Rene Aubergenois uh, of Deep Space Nine fame. He played Odo um, of Star Trek, and he's a great, great character. And now I'm going to be watching back DS9 episodes with, you know, a different phrasing and face. Yeah. It's un- really unfortunate. He was one of the bigger highlights of that show. Um, he was a great character. And, you know, in the recent documentary that came out, he was a great part of that as well. And, yeah, uh, if it wasn't for Dorothy, she was a great writer since she days. A uh, long time she's a writer since I think she was the age of 11 or something like that. Wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's a she really sharp writer. And she all the great, uh, you know, as all, the, old, the old joke about Trek is that everything has been done in the, in the, in the sake of Gene, not because of him. And... He, you know, she was one of the, all the best, some of the greatest ideas and contributions to the Trek franchises because of her. And then, well, you know, René Ojeunois, he's probably a really great actor. Odo is a great character. Right? Truly a classic character, you know, a really interesting take on, on, on the, the world of DS9, what they built up and how they did it. And yeah, these two people will be sorely, sorely, sorely missed. So they just would mention it, DC Fontana and René Ojeunois. Uh... You know, rest in peace. Yeah, yeah, for real, for real, for real. Uh, rest in peace to to do, to them as well. All right, so um, just to move away from from that now. Now we're gonna get to some trailers, right? Uh, last week we got like uh, a good amount of trailers actually, um, like shockingly, yeah. right? Uh, we got um the the first trailer for the second. Well, sorry, well for the upcoming season of the boys, which are getting next year. Um, not really much I could see here because I mean it's just like a bunch of just um clips. So we just edited really tightly. Um, you do see like a lot of like gore and stuff, a lot of blood splattered feces in this too, a lot of blood splatter in this in this trailer. To be honest though, um, right. even one scene where apparently I, I take like a character explodes, you just see like the blood just like splats on this um this uh this glass door something like that right but yeah but you get the gist of you know the tone you know what i mean just the over the top like violent kind of really subversive tone of the series itself um 
the intro, the, well, the, the opening shot with Homelander with blood on his face and how the camera just kind of lingers on him, kind of hammer warning exactly what's going on or what's he look, what's he, what, is, what is he looking at or what did he lose, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I, I have a feeling it has something to do with his family. That's that's just my speculation. But yeah, and then that though, um, it's just like, you know, just a bunch of numerous shots, just characters just doing what they do, being a badass, you know what I mean, and all that stuff. Characters getting the ass whooped. Um, the Asian girl, I've seen a lot uh, more of her in this trailer as well. And of course, well, the the other um, heroes that um, that you know still <laughs> survived actually uh, from from the last season. And yeah, I mean, not much more I could say. Um, this this really looked dope. I mean, um, I'm excited for it, even though personally I could kind of wait a while till you know um, it actually comes out. You know, um, anything still to you with this trailer or? You're just like, all right, season two coming out. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I I never really hyped myself over the, the trailer itself. It's like, it's fine. It's looking good. I hype over it. I'll take it to you. Um, it looked okay, but I, I, because I didn't really get no full information on what the hell going on there. And it's like, all right, it's fine. But yeah, Homeland and the Sun, that's a big hype. And, and what, um, oh God, what's his name? Um, the main character, he, what are you going to do about all of that? Right, right. Carl Cal- Cal- Urban's character, right. Right, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so I want to see where they're going to go. There. But yeah, the, the trailer was good, but I didn't hype my hype, man. It's like, yeah, just, I'll wait till the show comes. Yeah, yeah. Same, same here, too. Same here, too. All right, also this week we got um, the, 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 well, the official teaser trailer, sorry, for Black Widow. And, right. Um, it's kind of funny, too, because, um, like, you know, like, you would expect people to kind of just, like, lose this shit about this thing, but really not so much. Um, but I'll just kind of run through, you know, what, what I got from it, though. Um, I, it was fine. Like, I, I, I dug it. I, I dug what they were going for. Um, it really does feel like, you know, it's, like, Winter Soldier, but it's before um, Civil War, I believe it is, right? Um, during that, so, was that, that, it, it after Civil War? Okay, after oh, after Civil War. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. All right. So so after Civil War, but before um, well, obviously, right? Yeah, right, right, right. I understand. So after Civil War, but before um, Infinity War. Right. Duh. Right. Yeah. Um. But you know what I mean? But I got the gist of it. You know, just the idea of just this character, just well, kind of working alone. Um. It's only later on that I realized that um, you see Thunderbolt Ross in this. Um. What else? Uh. You're seeing characters that I didn't even know existed. Did not expect to see my boy David Harbour from <laughs> from some Stranger Things playing Red Guardian. And the thing is, like, well, just in terms right. of the Black Widow comics, I am not familiar with Black Widow. I'm not familiar with uh, Red Guardian. I'm not even familiar with Taskmaster, who is like the well, I'm assuming one of the big bad guys in this, right? Because I assume, right. well, there's somebody bigger involved with this. Um, but other than that, I, I, I find it was fine though. Like even right down to the ridiculous scene with, you know, um, with, with, um, with Black, sorry. Yeah. With Black Widow falling off from the sky from this platform and all these soldiers just kind of shooting at her. They have this kind of shoot them up kind of feel like if you remember shoot them up that movie with Clive Owen, yeah, yeah. which I absolutely fuck with because it knew how dumb and silly it was. But anyway, we had that kind of vibe to it though. Um, the thing is though, like I'm still on the impression that. This is a R-rated film, right? But I don't know. Something about it still screams PG-13. Which, I mean, it's not a big issue. But, and again, the, the kind of edginess that I would have expected from, well, you know, an MC, MCU movie that's rated R. You know what I mean? But, I don't know. Maybe maybe it is R-rated. Maybe they might change it up last minute. I don't know. Whatever. 
But um, yeah, I mean, it is what it is. I was impressed by what it is I saw. It didn't bloom out, bloom. Ah, uh, it didn't bloom away. I think that's that's the problem. Like some people had, like they expect this thing to be like the most mind blowing thing ever. Like they they wanted it to be like Infinity War first trailer or Endgame first trailer again. But it's like no, it's we done this. You know what I mean? We 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 moving on to something else now. So yeah, I mean it's good. It's it's, it's fine. And last thing last I like to say, um, actually like the the whole actually had no problem with um you know Red Guardian being this like fat guy. You know what I mean? I get the impression that he's like you know, dusting off the, the old superhero costume he's getting back out of retirement and all that kind of stuff. So I get that vibe. But um and it's like the idea that he is like this weird counterpart to count um to Captain America anyway, you know what I mean? But um other than that, it looks fine. Uh, I have no complaints about it. Uh what about you? Were you impressed by this? Or just like Oh yeah, yeah. I, I, I like the trailer enough for that cool cool um the music I really liked that that bong song but it's not yeah, that yeah, yeah, song. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the the music actually was was pretty good. Uh, um, yeah. good point there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. And then um. Yeah. Um. We call him David Harbour looking good. I, I really want to see. Actually, I would love to see a flashback with him as a young version of Red Guardian. I want to see that. So they use the the you know the the U, the U technology to see that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. yeah and I, the only issue is that how they're going to make this relevant, given that we know what happened to Black Black um. Black Widow, right, in um in Endgame, right. Exactly. So I want to see what they're gonna do with it uh going forward. Um but yeah, the, the solid trailer is fine. I don't have a big issue with it. Um I wanna see they they they're just going into Black Widow history. I suspect Rachel Vice is gonna be the villain. I think she's gonna be the villain. I don't know. Again, I'm villain Vice from her. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, me too, me too, yeah. Yeah, um so that's it. It's, it's just uh it looking okay. It just um it, you know, uh, you know, it's a cooldown. So yeah, not, yeah, not, yeah, right. Yeah, which is which is what we need actually. Given um, you know, given given the end game. I know it was it was some months ago, but still, you know what I mean. So yeah, right. uh, next trailer we got was No Time to Die. This is yes. touted as the final um Daniel Craig James Bond movie. Um, for me, wasn't completely blown away by this. But um, I would say though that it it looks way more promising than um, like remember Spectre's first trailer. Oh no, yeah, this this yeah, actually which, which, which was good. which was fantastic, right? I, I love the the first trailer for Spectre, how ominous and you know mysterious it was, right? But then when you actually right. saw the film for itself, it's just like yeah, yeah, so okay, right? But this one here, you got a gist of of what's going on. You got just the characters themselves. Uh, we introduced to uh, you know some new faces, like we have um let's Lashana Lynch, uh, who yeah. actually did appear in um, Captain Marvel, she played uh, Maria. Right. Yeah, didn't yeah, know that till after the fact. Yeah, she looks great at it, like her look and whatnot. It's really great. Yeah. I love how she holding her own, and you know, just you know, because we need me too error, of course. Eh? So it's like you know what, like you know, touch me again, or I will, I will put a bullet in your leg. That kind of vibe. Like so, um, I'm really curious to see how that is gonna play out in terms of um. Of Bond, right? Uh, especially with Daniel Craig's Bond. Now, yeah. To be fair, right? I'm not saying that you no know, James Bond is a character who just have to have sex with every single you know female agent that comes his way, right? Um, like, like I would say this kind of reminded me of well, actually, one of my favorites, probably one of the most underrated Bond films from um, the Pierce Bronson era, which is um, Tomorrow Never Dies, where right. you had um, where Pierce Bronson was was teamed up with uh, Michelle Yeoh. 
And it's right. only till like at the very, very, very end when they wait. Well, you know, they have the usual moment where they stop the bad guy and then some kind of life raft and they waited for, you know, MI6 to come with the, with the choppers and whatnot. So it's like, oh, we have some time. So let's make out, right? So again, that kind of vibe that they're going to do that at the very end. So it's like, all right, you, you, you're not going to get this now, but wait till we stop the bad guy and then maybe, right? <laughs> so that's cool. Yeah. Um, also, Seema Gill, Anna de Amos as well. Um, she's a CIA agent. Uh, which well, what's kind of funny though is that um, Christoph Waltz is back, Blofield is back. I, uh, yeah, Blofield, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. is back. Yeah, is like, yeah. okay, we doing this still? All right. Uh, <laughs> I was real <laughs> underwhelmed by, by his car. Um, by, by they're making the same mistake that the last James, sorry, the last Mission Impossible did. Yes, yes, yes. That bullshit. Uh, but yeah, if, yeah. if that actually like that villain, this one I didn't like this villain, so I gotta hate that even more. Yeah, I, I just really wanted more of, I mean, because Blofeld is like one of the most iconic villains in in um in James Bond history, right? And since we expected they were to go back to the beginning, I was like, all right, well, cool. Well, Blofeld had to be like this real, like, badass. I was like, nope. Oh, well, I just so got... Bad, eh? Sorry? They fucked that up so bad, eh? Yeah, boy. Like, like I'm just going to do everything that Blofeld does. I'm going to tell you my plan. I'm going to leave you strapped to this chair. And then I'm going to step away for a while, giving you enough time to get out and blow up the place. To me, which he actually does, Inspector. But, yeah, I really didn't expect to see um to see Christoph Waltz in it. But I was like, all right, so are they going to do sort of a, um, a Hannibal Lecter kind of thing? You know what I mean? Or, yeah. But it was kind of reminiscent of, like, what they did with... um. Uh, yeah, we by them's character with um right. in Skyfall, right? Where after right. they captured him, they had him in this like cell and they were talking to him, uh, that kind of vibe. Uh. But really, really, the person I wanted to see was Rami Malek, and um, we see him. Yeah, look okay. Look okay, as yeah, as usual, yeah. as usual, similar to to Javier Bardem. He have to be disfigured in some kind of way, you know what I mean? He had to right. have some scars, some place on the face, you know what I mean? Because I guess that's the thing. So, double O agents who don't look good anymore and they scarred uh, apparently villains now. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, um, but other than that, though, I mean, it looks very good, shot very well. Um, yeah. Didn't see enough shots of the Jamaica stuff. Like, uh, I, I saw like a couple of club scenes, I assume. I think well, those were, it was filmed in um, Jamaica. Beanie Man is in this movie, right? Is he? I think so. I didn't know that. <laughs> you serious? I just because no. What, okay, here I think that because it had a little preview before, like a kind of teaser to the trailer itself. Oh, it had I did not watch clean. that. I did not watch that because I thought that right. Um, not not like it would have spoiled the the you know um for the the oh, this trailer here. It, it, but I just thought it was just like well, it's a short thing. We'll see the full thing tomorrow, right? Right. So, right. Because it's like a, it's like a kind of BTS trailer thing. It's not really a trailer right. trailer. And it's showing right. a lot of stuff in Jamaica, and I swear I see Beanie Man. I don't look back okay. and find that. All right, uh, <laughs> that'll be interesting though. If if we at least have some Jamaican musical artists there, you know what I mean? Like 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 well, wife, right? Exactly. Why not? Because um because you know well the original James one was in Jamaica. So I why everybody thinking that um Rami Malek character is Doctor No. Yes, because yes, yes. Well, Jamaican. that'll be um right. Um Doctor No, yes, was shot um yeah like 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 I would say the second half of the movie was in Jamaica actually. If I'm not right, mistaken, exactly. yeah, right. Right, so so I was like, all right, what are what are going to go with Tiana? So whatever, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I, we'll I, see. I'm, yeah. The, I'm excited for this. Is the last of the Daniel Craig uh, films. Daniel Craig has been very intermittent. Like I really love Skyfall. 
Um, Skyfall and um and Casino Royale, two of the know, best. Like, like, I, really um, love, I really love Casino Royale. Casino Royale is like a borderline masterpiece for me. Great, great, great film. Probably one of the best bonded years. And then um they followed up with Quantum, Quantum of Solace. That didn't work at all. I didn't hate it, but yeah. it was like fall flat. The script needed a lot of punching up. Yeah, and and it was, I felt like tonally they was trying to be like a Bond film, and the villain right. just did, did nothing for me. Just absolutely nothing. Yeah, right. And then um, Skyfall came back. Skyfall was solid for me. I didn't love yeah. Skyfall. Love, 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 love. But I liked it. All right. Uh, well, I, I, I loved it. I felt it was just like, I remember this is, in, you know, for the 50th anniversary of, you know, the James Bond film franchise. So it was just like the perfect tribute now. And then, well, right. Spectre was like, okay, so we're going back to, to Sean Connery Bond for real, though. Right. Okay. That was right. Uh, and then Spectre, Spectre is one of the worst films, like, in a while for me, Jordan. Like, I, I can't believe they fucked that up so much. I really hated what they did with Blofeld. Nothing about that made sense or worked. A complete waste of Christoph Waltz. And they had the goal to do this brother bullshit. I'm like, nah, none of that makes nah, sense. None that, of that. Exactly. But yeah, with this, one, yeah with, this, with this one here, um, like, I just hope that it, you know, it, it fixes up the mistakes that, um, that, that Spectre made. And just really and truly, I just want it to be just you know, a, a perfect send-off, you know, for, for James Bond. Well, and by the way, right. um, even though it's a scene that I wish it didn't spoil that much, uh, the scene with the, with the, um, with the machine guns, in the, well, the turrets actually in the car, badass, yeah. love it. Yeah, and we, it yeah. and that's with the music playing when the car spin. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, that's the thing, eh? that it, what happens with Bond, Bond went through a kind of weird phase where we, because we as the audience, especially post 9-11, didn't know how to handle the material. Because the first Bond after 9-11 was Die Another Day. And it's a very silly movie. And yeah. I remember that happened. But it, it was actually, but it actually, it's actually um, not as bad. Eh? I remember that was like the no, show. I, I like, oh, yeah, that movie think... sucks. But no, actually, it's yeah. really fun, though. It's, it's silly. Ridiculous. Right. Silly, no, it's but it's a fun movie. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't, think, yeah, I don't think it was that bad, bad per se. Um, I actually like the big twist in it. That's actually a clever idea. Um, but my thing is with it is that it was so it really was silly. And at the time, a lot of audiences was like, look, Born is the franchise now now. Like yeah. Born taking over, Born all serious business and, and hardcore. And then now we reach this point where, you know, that burned itself out. That whole serious business. And I will I'll probably credit Zack Snyder for that, right? Everybody fed up with you, oh, you get to see the real downside of why serious business, overly serious business thing is nonsense, right? Right. Born franchise adapted in interesting ways, right? And and for me, um, it's interesting how they're kind of trying to blend the silliness with the good. With the, yeah, sorry, yeah, with the yeah. serious. Yeah. And what is he what going to do with that? Yeah, and they started with, uh, with Quantum, actually. They, they started right, off with, right, with, with, with Quantum. Right. And so, um, well, you know, I don't uh, like actually, actually, I would say they were making a transition, actually, with Quantum. Right. But really with Skyfall, right. that's where you got the Q, you know what I mean? You got the, the little gadgets and whatnot. That's right. when he was really signed to, to flourish. Exactly. And so, so we'll see how, how they're going to balance it. Because really and truly, the Marvel Cinematic Universe balance that premise all the time. Say, so, hey, how to get here to believe this silly bullshit, but at least have a workable sense of the technology going forward. And they, you, could, you could tell they borrow from that because the scripts, some of the scripts admittedly really borrow from that. Like, admit it. Like, Skyfall is basically the Dark Knight. And, yeah. The, the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and Spectre, Spectre was basically the Winter Soldier. Same kind of plot, same idea, you know, so I want to see what they're going to do with this. So I'm excited. Mm. 
Yeah, me too, me too, me too. I, I can't wait to see this. Uh, I may actually go, if, if it's worth it, I may actually see it in IMAX because I honestly have not seen a Bond film in, in IMAX at all. Like, I haven't even seen Skyfall in IMAX, actually. You know what I mean? So, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I remember going to see Skyfall in IMAX and I was like, yeah, this was real hard. Um, mostly because it's like, yeah, there's a, there's a some of them shots and thing. Was yeah, real, real hard. I, 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 mean, I mean, Roger Deakins, man. Like, come on. Roger Deakins. Right. The, the truth, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Also, well, not as sure that that will go see IMAX, so, but I really expected this thing to be to be kind of awesome. Uh, we got the second trailer for Mulan, right? Um, right. And I am really, really, really impressed by what I've seen here. And I'll, I'll confess something. No, I have not seen the original Mulan. I know. I suck. I don't know. I was just going through a phase where I was just like, you know, uh, uh, we, we, we still doing these, these animated Disney films for summer, you know what I mean? But I will make the effort to watch it for sure. I will... I will right, make it so, a, a, a must to see it. But other than that, though, I, I, um, just, just, just seeing this modern, well, sorry, not modern, this live action take on this thing was pretty cool. Um, seeing Donnie Yen in this was really cool. Right. Um, wish we got a little bit more lines from um, from hmm. Lu Yifei. Uh, she's she's playing, um, well, the character of Mulan, right? Uh, Miguel Gong Li, I didn't know that she was a villain in this. Um, she's this witch character and whatnot. And I um, didn't know till after the fact my boy Jet Li in this too, but I didn't see him. I saw Zima in this in the in the trailer. Um, but other than that though, just just seeing familiar faces is really cool. Loving the cinematography for this. You're getting a sort of a um, angly, you know, crouching tiger vibe. That's like the you know the the instant show that you think about when you see the trailer for this. I'm still wondering if they're gonna incorporate um I, I forgot the dragon's character, um Eddie Murphy's character. I don't know if they're gonna bring Ushu. it in. Yeah, Mushu, Mushu, okay. I swear I saw a shot with a flying creature, like a red creature. I was like, wait, that's it, Travis? Or is that the witch? I'm not sure what's going on, but no, no, I'm it's, it's like a phoenix kind of figure, but I feel like going to be like the, the dragon. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. I, I know people was kind of wondering what was going on there. But yeah, um, I'm impressed by this, but I, I, I really, really want to see this. But I will watch the original one <laughs> first before, right, so... before I take it. Yeah, so yeah, 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 yeah. That's a big blasphemy, blasphemy for me because yeah, I love Mulan. I love that animated movie. That's so goddamn good. For one simple reason, let's get down to business. I mean, that is probably to me one of the best Disney songs ever. Right. That song has so much hype and energy, so well constructed. Uh I'm really excited for this. I really want to see what they're gonna do here, ignoring all these shenanigans of China and blah blah blah. Right, all the behind the scenes politics and. Hong Kong and wherever it is, right? Imagine this movie turned to be a flop in China, though. <laughs> nah, that happened. That not fucking happened. I, I, I probably gotta eat my hat if, 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 if that got flop in China. I'll be shocked. Unless they do some subversive shit, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if they, if they try to do some subversive shit, but it's Disney. Disney gonna do that, so whatever. Uh, yeah, this one looking good. Yeah, yeah for sure, good. for sure, for sure. Um, yeah. We had to wait. Well, yeah, all these, all these movies talk about coming next year, right? Um, couple more we had to talk about, boy. Um, one that I saw last night actually because it came out last night, right? Well, yes, yes, you see. Uh, free guy. Went yeah, in. All good. I just saw was just a, a thumbnail with Ryan uh, Reynolds, and just from the moment where you saw from the studio that brought you, you know, all these Disney movies, I know they was just gonna kind of just pull the rug from under us and just be silly and subversive with it, right? But yeah, going into this, I had no clue what this thing was about. I thought yeah. it was. I, I watched this thing like, okay, but 
all right, so he's this character. He's this character. That's the word I'm gonna use. I seen all this like action shit going on. What's going on? So I thought it was just like a play on superhero shows, right? Because well, you know Ryan Reynolds and um, well, you know Deadpool and it's only like later on I realized, wait, this is actually like a game, now, like a game world, an open world right. game. Now. I was like, wait, okay. And it's him kind of realizing that he could do this stuff, and now he kind of playing around with it, and you know he meets characters and stuff like that. So basically, it's like. Um, yeah, he's just part of this video game now, and him just doing stuff. And his name is Gaina. Uh, but the 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 sell for me for this though. Oh yeah. So by the way, he's he's basically a NPC, a non-player right. character in this. I thought that was that was really interesting because I I don't think I've ever seen a movie, well, that's not based off a video game about <laughs> an NPC. Though that was really interesting. But yeah, to me, what sold it for me though? This this had me like. All right, this actually way smarter than than, than it actually is, way. Was the use yeah, of Mariah yeah. Carey's fantasy though? Like when right. I hear that, like you know, normally with with today's trailers, it's like all right, we're just gonna pull something from the nostalgia bin. All right, cool. This was a song that everybody loved, especially the remix with um with with old Dirty Bastard. That was that was dope as hell, right? But the way how they work it into the story, and then the sort of alterations that they give they gave it near the end, I was like. This is real good though. Like it's very self-aware. It's very clever, very smart. It reminds me a lot of like um like the Lego movie. Like this is like a, a live okay. action Lego movie, basically. So yeah, I was but like, I this is real cool though. Yeah, we get in a kind of Lego movie meets they live kind of something going on with this. I ain't sure going on. So I really like oh, okay, okay. I wouldn't think about yeah. about um, that movie though, right? Oh, well, uh, yeah. why why was it little bit because you put on the glasses though? Uh, oh, yes, you know? yes, you're right, right. you're right, you're right. right. Yeah. Um, another, but... another thing I noticed is that um, it have a little. Okay, so some in the middle of the clip, he gets hit by a, by two cars. Yes. Um, anybody know the movie Beat Joe Black? Remember that? That was a movie that I I know the show, but I never never watched it. Um, Brad okay, Pitt, so, um, yeah. Adele Alcott, right there. It's an old Brad Pitt movie about twenty years old. Um, the reason why it was the reason why it was so popular as it was is because the Star Wars. Episode one trailer played at the time with it. All right. So that's why. Well, because that movie came out in nineteen ninety eight, right? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. Uh, so the thing is, in the movie, it have this incredibly silly part where he gets hit by two cars and it bounces the exact same way. So I was like, yes. "That's a reference." I wondered. Just look it back. Look it back in the trailer. Tell me if it's a reference. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll check it out. Check it out. But yeah, this looks over the top. It looks. Yeah, I, I just love the self-awareness of it all uh, of it all it really does have the feel of a lego movie where it's like yes this is meant to be silly guys we're having fun here yes it's video game shit but we're having fun right just just deal with it right you know what I mean? but yeah i i really wanna wanna um like i can't wait for the next trailer to come out i actually can't wait for this movie to come out i just have a feeling that i would just have like an absolute blast watch this um and i know reading up here we had to wait till july the 2 to see this so yeah them 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 bastards waited for uh, uh independence day well in the states release for this but yeah, I, I kinda excited for this though. I really excited. And I mean with a guy like Ryan Reynolds helm in it, yeah, you can't go wrong, man. Um so anything you want to weigh in on, on free guy, um what you thought? Oh no, yeah, it, it just looking like a lot of fun again. It's a bunch of ideas that we've seen before, you know, it's, it's a video game idea mixed up with, with this idea and that idea. It's, it's a nice little hodgepodge premise. And yeah, Ryan Reynolds go and sell it. So it's, yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Um I hope it's fun, I hope it's a smart script, I hope it's it's smarter than shit like um Oh gosh, 
That one would match McConaughey. That bullshit. Um, Serenity. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, that's. Not I good. forgot the twist for that. That twist was so dumb. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, that... Wow. You know, now now that you brought it up, I really think I should put that worst stuff in the right. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Right. So. Last thing's last um, trailer actually like dropped about an hour before. Well, I saw it about an hour before we met up here online. Wonder Woman by 1984. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will. Well, okay. So um, I didn't. So at least saw the trailer once, right? So I see all the Easter eggs and, you know, who this and who that, right? But um, I am totally, totally digging the 80s vibe of this. I really love right. it. Um you know, right down to the font that they use, you know, the effects that they use, very similar to, like, what they did with Thor Ragnarok. Um, I like the fact that it's not trying to be, like, you know, any and every other 80s throwback show that you've seen. Like, it's not trying to be Stranger Things. It's not trying to be Thor Ragnarok. It's trying to be its own thing. It has its own aesthetic, but, of course, it's, you know, very reminiscent of... It's, it's paying tribute to, like, the 80s, of course, right? Um, the music that they play in the background, I thought was really cool. I was expecting that it was going to do, like, a version of the, you know, the epic SL um, theme song for Wonder Woman, but no, we just get this kind of straightforward kind of superhero action music, 80s style, which 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 I dug, right? Um, Gal Gadot, I mean, she did do it, she thing, looking fine, still. Uh, Chris Pine, I was like, wait, he, he come back? What? Right! Yeah, so I was like, whoa, 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 what going on here? No, that that literally catch me by surprise. Where I was like, but do you dead us? What going on? Um, right, right. I saw Kristen Wig and just read it up right. on on Wikipedia. I did not know that she's gonna play <laughs> Cheetah. Didn't, yeah, didn't yeah. know. Didn't I? I go in a little blind too. Um, Petro Pascal's in this, right? Um, uh, he played Maxwell Lord. I. Right. Wish I knew something well, I about him. I don't understand um, why did they get rid of Maxwell Lord in the Supergirl TV show because remember DC have a lot of internal contraction and against us going on with that too. So if you're in the TV show, you can't be in the movies, blah blah blah. Um so there's that. And then um yeah, yeah the, the the whole him looking like Trump is not subtle, boy. Holy shit, man just looking I, like I know, Trump. Right? <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I dig the vibe of this. I love the action scenes. A really cool shot. We're seeing um well Diana in the air, well she costume on, you're seeing like um like a thunderstorm and she like just about to like totally rope now. And you see like this lightning bolt that's coming down in slow mo. That looks badass, right? Um yeah. But yeah, other than that though, oh yes, and, and you know the big joke is basically the whole um that's a trash can. Like if you go on the on the video right now on YouTube, well, everybody just keep <laughs> keeps saying no, it's a it's a trash can. It's a trash can, right? Like that's the oh, big no, that's joke. The big, uh, the big hype too is uh uh we call it by uh golden eagle armor. Yes, 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 we get that. Yeah. And it looks great. Yeah, it looks great. Sorry? Yeah, it looks great. Uh yeah. I am surprised that they have this in this movie. So I want to see what they're doing. I uh the only thing is that look, I have an issue with prequels, but whatever. Given that the, the, the utter the utter vacuous black hole that was Batman v Superman. Um, uh-huh. I can see why they had to backpedal from a lot of that. So I understand why they do a prequel for a sequel. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that, that, not saying that setting it in 1984 is a bad idea, but um, I hope that unlike, um, say, something like Captain Marvel, they at least kind of, you know, play around with the, with the, with the period now, you know, really kind of yeah. not just poke fun at, you know, the tropes of the 80s, but just kind of establish, hey, you know, this is why we're really doing this. Uh, this is why this character that we know and love is 
in this time period and this is what she's gonna do not see she had to like change the world and whatnot but just like all right just basically why why are we put this in 1984 you know what i mean um which i felt that you know like like captain Marvel, for example could have explored that since we go in on this feminist route let's explore that basically with captain Marvel. but no you're just giving us like songs from you know female artists like tlc and whatnot i was like all right that's that's the best y'all could do so um i just hope that you know patty jenkins and her team really come true here with this uh really and just have fun this really kind of showcase you know just just live up to the title let's hope that the title really lives up to what we expect and yeah not much more i could say man really really dig the, the trailer for this um i may have to watch it a few more times and just um look at like see if i could pick out some easter egg stuff but um basically because i am not familiar with like um with all the characters here but i still like you know steve steve's still alive that that's that's the thing yeah they, they really really have to have to answer that question properly and i hope it's not no no bullshit like oh well you know when the 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 the, the plane exploded with the explosives back in the last film um i somehow survived and blah 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 blah, blah you know what i mean like they have to justify that like well enough, right? So yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, anything else you want to weigh in on the on the trailer? Uh yeah, no. Um, it does have it have a lot of like surprisingly like political stuff in this. Uh, which is which is fine. Whatever. Again, you know, Ma- Maxwell Lord Trump. Um, it have a wall blowing up in this. As so I see a wall blowing up in this. Okay, I'll 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 have to like I say I've already watched this thing. Yeah. Right, but it may uh, have you know in, in all the, the the crazy action stuff with me right. and Papa. Um, right. Most of the critique really is that they don't really do anything with the villain. We have no idea. I still have no idea what's going on. Like I thought they would not get something with the villains. We, you know, we just see a piece of cheetah, but we're not sure what's going on with her. Um, I don't know what Maxwell Lord is up to. I don't know what's going on with that. So, I, I, but whatever. I I, I want to. I prefer to be surprised in the film anyway. So it's fine. Um, you know, the her riding on the lightning, looking badass. That's swinging on the lightning thing. That is yeah, looking yeah. badass. Period. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, we get back in some history stuff with the with the with the um with the with the Amazons themselves. All right, cool. Yeah, yeah. Sure I, I did expect that you would you would see um Temescara again. Like, okay, we right. Cody right. right. Nielsen coming back, Robert Wright coming back. Okay, right, cool. right. Yeah. And I, I would like to see you know if they because what I suspect is that they have the, the trials done. That's a big thing in in Wonder Woman, especially with her versus Cheetah. Now we got a whole. Cheetah's supposed to be at uh, Amazon as well, but they might be changing it, and Cheetah's just somebody normal. Because the way they're framing this Cheetah is that, no, she's just somebody normal. So I don't know where they're going with that. And then, well, the golden armor itself, holy shit, they're actually giving us god- goddamn golden eagle armor, son. Yes, I did not yes, expect to yes. see that in a... Did not expect to see that in the second movie. It's like, all right, word. I know they showed it to the, in the poster. Remember they had a poster and she was in the armor? It's like, nah, but I didn't yeah. think we were going to get eagle armor. Thought we were going to just get something kind of like the eagle armor. Nope. Fully girl armor, son. So I'm pretty hyped for that. Uh, yeah, that's looking great. Um, you know, I like the first film. The first one is solid enough. Um, I had a couple of issues with here or there, but it was fine. Um, but this one looks great, and I really wanna want them to step up the game with, with the material and how to do this stuff. Like, yeah, time for the DC YouTube to pick up and, and give it a go now. Like, yeah, Zack Snyder, fuck it up, he out, lay, lay, you know, get his ball rolling now. Come on. Yeah, to- totally agree. Totally agree. All right, so um, from trailers now, let's jump into some movies. Uh, so let's start off with um, Atlantics, right? Let me just do some some non-American films at first, right? Uh, this was one that I <clears throat> this was one that I was just hearing this a lot of praise of. 
um, you know, um, it beat a, a blast to the Cannes Film Festival. I think it won the, the Grand Prix, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I know I was just hearing talk about, you know, best of the year. Um, not so much best of the decade yet, but just basically best of the year as far as foreign language film goes. But um, I didn't get around to, to watching Atlantics, unfortunately. And I know this, I wanted to see it from since last week, but, you know, just didn't get around to it. Uh, but you saw it, um, Ricardo. So yes. take it away. What? How was Atlantics? What? What? What was it about? Um, I I liked it, but I didn't love it. It's good. It's pretty good, actually. Um, right. but what it is, it's 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 basically a kind of magical realism kind of thing. That's what's going. Oh, on. okay, magical realism. All right. Right. And I actually, it's, it's it, well. Did you see my like my little shitty short film that I did? Remember that? That's a similar idea. Okay, okay, with, you mean with uh, characters who aren't there, that there, that kind of thing? Right, well, not yet, it's, it's that, but what, okay, so the story is, and it's kind of, I don't want to spoil, I have one thing to spoil, but nothing major to spoil, so basically, is this main character, this girl, um, in, the, in, in Dakar, she lives in Dakar, this is, uh, I think, um, this is what, Dakar is where, Nigeria, I think? Um, let's have a look up, where yeah, they are in Africa. Is it Senegal, though? Yeah, Senegal. Right. Uh, in Dakar, they, the basically just this main character. She um, yeah, main character. She what call she? Oh gosh. Um, uh, it's well okay. So quick thing. It's written and, and directed by uh Matty Diop. Um, right. I'm not I'm not sure if she's related to Anna Diop of of Titans fame. I know. I'm not sure. <laughs> Um, by the way, um, she she's Nigerian actually. I think she is from, or she has Nigerian all... heritage. No, she's Senegalese. No, Anna, 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 Anna Diop. I think she has Nigerian no, heritage. No, yeah. no, yeah, I think Anna, Anna Diop is also Senegalese. Think oh, so. okay, well, okay, yeah, yeah. I'd check, I'd, I'd check as well. That's all. Anyway, right. So the main character Ada, um, she's this girl. She pretty, very pretty looking with her, with her pretty looking friends and. What happens is that she um story starts where she supposed to she's supposed to get married to this guy, but she in love with another dude, right? And she kind of with this dude on the side. And then what happens is that on the day, well, I'm not sure, I can't remember if the day was just the coronation, like a kind of pre-coronation for the wedding. Um she the the the, the guy's house is light on lit on fire. Like you show what happened. And oh. the, the bed it's from the bed and it's lit on fire. So basically the police gets involved and they basically take his arson. And what they suspect is the outside man, right? The man she loved with. Um, the man she loved with. Uh, he is a, he's a, he's a main criminal. He's a main suspect. Right. But what happened, we know that he went out and went out to, to see for some reason. Right? Because he's like a kind of, um, like he kind of working little up jobs, little shitty up jobs. And he had a, like a construction worker. Okay. Kind of broke. Yeah, kind of broke, kind of. You know, yeah, in the, in the beginning, they was fighting for money and them kind of thing, right? And what you learn is that it have a big investigation because people getting sick for some reason. Anybody who investigated, including the main de- detective, getting sick, and you ain't sure why. And well, well, I suppose we could get into spoilers. Uh, the big reveal is that the boyfriend and all his friends died at sea, and they basically Ooh. came back as, uh, uh, as back- ghosts. Was possessing um, everybody involved, and what happens is that she figure out 
she learned that the guy who's the main detective is possessed by her old boyfriend, and she well sleeps with the guy. <laughs> and that's the story. And okay, uh, hence Atlantics, right? Right. So that is the, the the whole underlying tone of what's going on there. And yeah, this movie is really well shot. Um, great, great, great cinematography, great acting as a blocking, in my opinion. It it it's good. It's great in, in fact, but I don't know. Because I'm not really a fe- I don't know. Like, I, look, I don't know what uh, black females in Senegal is all about. So I don't really feel like I don't. a lot of cultural subtext stuff I had to miss and look up and like, okay, what does mean in Wolof and what does mean in this and whatnot. But for what it was, it was pretty good. Um, right. I liked it a lot. I do recommend it. It's not a best of the year or anything like that. It's just, it's just good, at least for me. But if you're a fan of this, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but yeah, that's a big that's a story. I have nothing else to really work with. But it have all these details and layers to it that you should be into. So that's it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so yes, rating-wise, what, what, what would you oh, give yeah, out? I, I, I guess like a solid 8 out of 10, if anything. Um, it's very, very good. Uh, very, very uh, well-made, well-clever. It, it's, it's, it's a film festival movie, let's admit it. But it, it's good. All right, all right, all right. Um, uh, I don't know if I'll get around to to seeing it, um, given what it is you just said, but I'll I'll, I'll see if it's if it's worth yeah, it. Yeah. I'll, I'll give it a look. I'll I'll see. I'll yeah, yeah. try my best. Oh no, yeah, it's worth it. It's worth it. So yeah, I recommend it. All right. So speaking of uh, film festival stuff, um, let me get into the souvenir. Right. This is a this is basically a drama I was hearing a lot, a lot, uh, uh, a lot about basically. Right. Um, first time I actually heard of this was with the in the wire best movies of the decade list right so i was look, looking for movies for 2019 i saw the farewell which i reviewed um weeks ago and this was there as well right alongside um parasite which yes make it to my list that's surprising right. but yeah but yeah the souvenir was there and i don't know it just took a while for me to actually watch that not really sure why but then having seen it for myself i understand why it took me so long to check it out not saying off the bat that it's a terrible movie, but it's, I don't know, it's just kind of not my thing. Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, let me just jump into what it's about, right, briefly. So it's written and directed by Joanna Hogg. She is a director and um, screenwriter as well. Um, this is like the first film about I actually saw from her. Actually, I'm not familiar with her work at all, but she has been in the game for, for quite some while, right? And this actually is uh, sort of a semi-autobiographical, you know, take on her experiences, actually, um, in film school. Because, yeah, right. um, so basically, the main actress, uh, this is Anna Swinton Byrne, right? Uh, she is played, uh, sorry, so she plays Julie, right? And she is a film student, actually, and she... Basically, want to make a film that's centered on um, about this uh, this kid, this boy, who is who is who has this really strong affection for his mom, but then the mom yep. end up dying. So it's like, how does he deal with it? That's that's essentially the film that she wants to make a feature. And um, there's moments where she like talking to she friends about it, and you're like, well, you know, well, you have this eye for like you know um, documentary like stuff filmmaking and whatnot so why it is you don't do it like that right and oh and by the way uh, the film itself is set in the i assume it's in the mid 80s actually in um in england right um um, right. Su- su- um sunderland that's that's um that's the city that it's set in right um 
but yeah, basically, she's just um, she just kind of figured out, uh, you know, how to uh, write the story. You know, she actually typewriter writing out the script and whatnot. And then, uh, through some circumstances, she meets a guy called Anthony, right? He's played by Tom Burke. Uh, actually, what happened is that she was living in a flat, and then, well, what happened is that uh, her roommate left, and then he came in there. And he is, he's always busy, he's always uh, on the grind, basically. He works at uh, this foreign office place, and eventually they, they, you know, they become friends, and then, of course, the, you know, our relationship, you know, blooms out of that, right? But then later on, we kind of learned some some really like dark, shady stuff about Anthony, right? You know, he's not really that reliable. Uh, he actually has a drug addiction and whatnot, which I wish that the film explored more, but they didn't really do that. And it's basically about Julie trying to more or less stick, you know, move forward with uh, with well, what she wants to do. You know, she wants to start a career in film, but she kind of feels held back. Well, she's being held back, actually, by Anthony, even though she kind of feels like she loves him, right? Uh, and she does, actually. But it's just mainly, like, well, at least what he film uh, explores is, you know, I mean, this person who means a lot to me, is he really holding me back? Is this really is this uh, relationship toxic? Or is this, right. like, kind of like the inspiration I need to tell the stories that I want to tell through film, right? Um, and I'll just jump into the review here one time. So... Um, this is an E24 release, so right off the bat, I was like, all right, well, I kind of know what to expect, you know, <laughs> as far as, you know, art film, but just for mainstream audience goes. Uh, it has this kind of, um, uh, I think the term is mumblecore, basically, where right, it just kind of right. feels like the camera is just there, just kind of documenting people, even though it's actors playing like real-life right. people. So it has that kind of vibe, that this kind of, like, heavy realism, basically. Uh, there's yeah, lots yeah. of dialogue in this, you know, the characters just talking a lot. I know for some people, like even me, at, at some points, uh, it kind of it kind of bears on the you know, the yawn kind of boring kind of vibe. You know what I mean? But not too much, of course. So, but just like, all right, there's a lot of dialogue here. Just wish that the show kind of picks up a bit, right? But it, it it to the show's defense, it really does add a lot to the tone and feel of it, right? See that this is kind of like semi autobiographical, uh, biographical anyway, right? So uh, there's moments where you see Julie interacting with the parents and. You know, a lot of like dialogue between Julie and Anthony, and you really see like their their points of view and how they kind of challenge each other and all that kind of stuff. Even right now, to friends, kind of you know, kind of suggesting certain things or what they like about film and you know, the kind of stuff that they should watch and all that stuff, right? Um, and because of that, the film itself, I felt kind of meanders a lot. Like I kind of wish that I just got a gist of what the story was about, but you have to be patient with it, and then. Because if you're not, you'll just be like, you know, what is the point of all this? What's the point, right? But it's only like in the second half where, okay, now I get what the show, what what the story is trying to be about. You know what I mean? So, like I thought it was going to be like this real serious thing about the relationship between her, between Julie and Nancy, uh, but not really so much, right? It's just more centered on Julie and just her trying to figure out her path in life, right? So in a sense, this is a comment of age film, but just not in the traditional sense, right? Uh, the acting I thought was great uh, across the board. Uh, even McGill Tilda Swinton was there. Uh, she make appearance. Uh, this guy, uh, Richard Ayu uh, I don't even know. Yeah. Uh, well, uh, how you pronounce his name? Sorry. Ayuade. 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 Right. Right. We call it IT Club. 
Yes, yes, yes. He, yeah, he for the IT crowd. Great show, by the way. Yeah, he was in this too. He had a great appearance. <laughs> what I like this, that um, he was coming off as um, okay. I don't want to put this as a caricature, but you know, like the 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 the, the artsy film student who, you know, <laughs> great scene with him actually when he talk about you know, well, I was in film school and yeah, I just used to get the chance to just borrow, just take cameras and just film whatever I want to make the, you know what I mean? So kind of say like, oh, well, the, 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 the lecturers don't know anything about film, but he knows more because he was out in the field, but he would have got that opportunity had he not been in film school there. So he kind of comes off like the, like a slacker, but more like he knows way too much or he assumes he knows way too much, though, you know what I mean? So I really like his appearance here. Um, but yeah, you know what I mean? Like acting was great. Um, I actually dug the, the, um, the direction, the, uh, the cinematography, it has this sort of like old kind of slight film greedy kind of vibe to it. You know, I mean, almost right. like it's shot with a film camera, even though, well, I mean, the movie was, you know, came out in 2019, right? So, yeah. Um, they, you know, because it is an 80s, you know, film, it's a period piece, they have some, you know, 80s, uh, you know, British rock songs, some punk rock songs, you know what I mean? Some love ballads here or there and whatnot. So it added a lot to the, the vibe of it. But just as a whole for me, I just wish that, you know, the show didn't meander that much. I just felt like the, the show kind of just stayed focused and actually tell a particular or give some certain, uh, so, some some sort of conflict there. Instead of us just kind of waiting for things to happen. That, that's how I felt with this film here. Like I was just waiting for something serious or, you know, threat, uh, life-threatening to happen. So just right. characters kind of going through the motions and, you know, just doing stuff there. You know what I mean? Which... Okay, I guess that's what the show is about, but I don't know. I just, I just kind of wanted more out of it, uh, especially with all the praise the shows we get. You know, some people call it the best film of twenty nine. Well, actually, sight and sound, right? You know, big, well established, you know, set of film critics, right? Calling this thing the best film of twenty nineteen, and some people call this the one of the best British dramas ever made, or sorry, one of the best British movies ever made. You know, and I guess. You know what I mean? If if I if I was familiar with like British history and you know British lifestyle and culture, I would have dug it more. But I don't know, I just kinda saw it. I was like, well, you know, if if this was a Hollywood film, we could have explored the toxic relationship even more. You know, had more intense moments, more dramatic moments. But here it was just like a daily life basically, or just like a slice of life kind of thing. And yeah. I didn't really expect that with this show. This was your part two to this? Well, here's the here's the thing though. Uh, okay, so during during my during the, the, the lull periods, right, where I was kind of wondering where the show was going, I went up on the Wikipedia page and I didn't want to read up like what the full re- movie was about, right? I just read like a little synopsis part and just expected a little background, a little, you know, detail into what was going on. And then I saw that apparently the director wanted to do a part two for this. Uh- <laughs> Yeah, so it'll be the souvenir part two. Um, and uh, apparently they want, well, they, well I, I think he dropped out afterwards. They wanted to get Robert Patterson into this, right? But basically it's the same people. Well, it will be Swinton and, uh, well, Swinton Byrne will be in this. It'll be, so a couple of the main characters will show back up in this. I'm like, all right, cool. So I guess we want to see more about your, your come up, I guess. Uh, you know what I mean? So, I mean, at the end of the day, I understand it's a passion project. It's, it's, it's about Joanna's life and she just wanted to express it through film. You know, just the... And I guess just the insecurities that come with it, you know, with life and love. And I guess if you like those kind of things, you'll enjoy it. But for me, 
I just wanted like an actual plot. I just wanted some actual tension, some conflicts, you know what I mean? Something to keep you really intrigued as opposed to, okay, right. I'm just watching actors just go through the motions, you know what I mean? And that's why I got, you know what I mean? And I, I just felt when the praise given, healed, you know, just thrown at it. Like, I thought it would have been some kind of mind-blowing film, but it really wasn't for me. But in no way when I say it's a terrible movie or you shouldn't see it, I would still recommend that you give it a look. But uh, I would say, like, if you're more into the 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 art film or the independent film value, you would dig this more for, uh, as... You know, you, you, dig, you will really dig this show, but, you know, for everybody else who kind of want to be entertained and really want to be moved emotionally, yeah, you, 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 you had to kind of be patient with this one. So for me... Uh, if I had to be honest, I'll give this a, a strong trailer after a very light format. Uh, it is worth oh. checking out. In no way would I call this best of the year or best of the decade. I just kind of watch this like, okay, well, I know, I know I'm still working on my list here, but I really had to see why people call this thing best of the year. Why people keep talking about this show so much. I saw it. I mean, it was what it was, but I have a feeling that if I watch it again in the future... I'm like, oh, okay, okay, that's what you're going for. Okay, okay, now I get it. All right, all right, cool, cool, cool. But this is this is just me off of my first viewing. I just kind of wanted more out of it personally. I just thought there would be more, you know, meat to this film, but it just kind of was what it was. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever get Souvenir Part 2. Uh, I'm certainly not looking forward to it. But yeah, I'll actually rewatch this film and maybe I might like it a lot more, right? Who knows? But uh, yeah, if you're into those kind of films, I would say, yeah, give this a look, man. You may enjoy it more than, than I did. gonna get to some um well love well we don't well we're gonna get to a love story first and then we're gonna get to well <laughs> a marriage story afterwards right so i will do a review of queen and slim right this was a movie that uh a funny thing is i saw the trailer for this during the uh bt awards <laughs> and i was like this looks really good though this this really looks good yeah. um but what the big sells of the movie to me was well the screenwriter for this. This would be Miguel Lino Wait. Right, right. 
yeah, I was like, all right, she she do it well. I don't know. I I, I can't really see if this is her debut uh, feature leg screenplay. I, I can't really see that for sure. But uh, yeah, I I know that uh, she has written probably one of the best episodes of uh, you know uh, what's the name of the show, Master of None, Thanksgiving. You know, great great episode, and uh, I think that she won. Uh, she won a Emmy actually for for writing that episode, so that was great. Right. Uh, well, her and Aziz Ansari actually, you know, wrote that um, script together. But yeah, that episode just blew me away. Totally love that, right? So I know that Lena have what it takes to to craft a great story, right? Uh, another sell uh, with this is Daniel Kaluuya, right? You know, from Get Out and um, and Black Panther, right? Uh, I'll 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 reference Get Out eventually with this review here. But yeah, so what is this show about? Uh, oh yes, I forgot to mention to the director uh, is Melina Matsukas. Uh, she, well, this is actually her debut uh, feature film, right? Uh, she actually directed well two great uh, music videos. One being Rihanna, uh, Rihanna's "We Found Love." Well, actually, let me scratch that. <laughs> because I actually don't really like the music video for "We Found Love" at all. Actually. Uh, the song is kind of hit or miss for me. I mean, I, I, I dig it. Like, I get why people like that song so much. But personally, I just really was not a fan of that video at all, right? I get what they were trying to do. Like, you know, the song is happy, but the visuals aren't. Like, I get that. But yeah, it was what it was. But really, uh, the video that I dug from her was a little video from Beyonce called Formation, which is part of her, you know, Lemonade, you know, visual uh, album thing that she put out uh, last year. Oh, no, sorry, back in 2016. If you, uh, I believe you saw that, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of great shots, especially like with uh, with, with Beyonce on that police car, you know what I mean, which is, you know, kind of uh, submerged in flood water and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, she has this, this eye for like really, you know, intriguing visuals, right? And you do see this here with this movie. So, uh, this film is about, well, the character of Ernest Hines, a.k.a. Slim, played by Daniel, and uh, Angela Johnson, you know, aka Queen, played by Jody Turner Smith, right? Uh, they say this is like her debut feature, but uh, I know I saw her in a couple other shows. I just can't remember right now, but I know her face from a couple shows, right? Just can't say which ones. Anyway, so um, <laughs> the the setup for this is brilliant in my opinion, right? So they just out uh, on a date, right? Like the first date that they have, apparently, right? They met over Tinder, so they just did this like diner, right? Just just talking, just having, you know, just talking amongst themselves, learning about each other, and whatnot. Uh, and we get a gist of who these characters are, right? You know, Ernest is more kind of reserved, you know, I mean, he's more the godly type, you know, what I mean, uh, hardworking and whatnot. And uh, Angela, being this defense attorney, uh, attorney, sorry, she's more cynical. She's more to the point. You know, she she kind of call people out on the shit one time. At some point in time, you know, she kind of comes off a little bitchy. But I understand, you know, because you know it's first time there. You know, I mean, first time they really right. seen each other. So it's like that, right? She's not totally a bitch, but you know, from 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 certain instances, like yeah, you know, kind of dial back the bitchiness a little bit, there, whatever, right? Um. And then afterwards, well, you know, Slim just drives, uh, well, he takes Queen home. I uh, like, just right off the bat, you see, well, I hope you don't expect him to sleep with you, right? It's like, nope. <laughs> so, he just drives and just mind your own business, and then all of a sudden, well, a police car shows up, you know, they have to right. stop. 
and this white cop comes outside, you know, have have, have both of them come outside. He's pretty much, you know, um, asking uh, asking Slim a bunch of questions. And then eventually, well, I don't know if it's just that this cop just really have a thing for, for black people. But yeah, he pulls out a gun, aims it at, uh, at, at Slim, though. He's like, he threatening to, well, tell him to just go down on the ground, see on the ground and whatnot. Uh, Queen, of course, kind of intervenes. She gets shot in the leg uh, and then well a scuffle takes place and well Slim ends up getting the gun and he fires it at the cops the cop is dead right so right off the bat it's like holy shit what do we do right so they just jump in the car they, they, they just exit the scene and from there it's just one situation after the next where it becomes like this manhunt because like holy shit these two these two uh, these two black people actually kill this cop right of course it's Recorded, you know, body cams, all that kind of stuff. Well, actually not body cam, but there was like a, a camera, security camera, um, located uh, close to where the scene took place, right? So it captured the, the, the gunning down of the cop and all that kind of stuff. And it's right. just basically sort of like body and client um, scenario where, yeah, Queen and Slim are heading down south because um, apparently Queen has an uncle that she, you know, that um, owes favors to. And they actually explain what they mean by that, just some personal family stuff. But when you hear it, it is kind of heartbreaking, right? And the uncle is played by uh, Bokeem Woodbine. I didn't expect to see him in this. But uh, his, his he was excellent in this, by the way, right? But I'll get this performance in a bit. Um, and then it's just basically just them just meeting other characters, you know what I mean? Uh, and like I say, it's just this body and Clyde scenario, you know what I mean? They, they try to avoid the cops and whatnot. But what makes this interesting, I'll just jump into the review here one time, is that, you know, when you hear Bonnie and Clyde, you're thinking, oh, it's going to be this kind of, like, crime spree, lovers on the run kind of thing. But it's actually not. It is, but it's at the same time, right? So, yeah, it is lovers on the run, right? Because, well, what I would say is, is that throughout the course of the movie, they do kind of fall in love, right? They do eventually fall for each other. Well, it's clear that Slim is enamored by, by Queen, but Queen kind of like hesitant, especially with the way how he reacts to certain situations. But eventually she warms up to him, right? So it's not exactly lovers on the run to like later on, right? And then also too, you expecting when you hear Body and Clyde, it's going to, you know, be some kind of crime spree and they're going to leave bodies on their wake and whatnot. But it's like, no, you know what I mean? Like, it's not even a spoiler. The only person they really kill was that cop. Right. That was the only person they killed, right? They never killed anybody else. And yet, and you know, we, we can kind of argue with this being kind of heavy-handed, you know, the, the media and the cops themselves kind of spin this like, oh, well, you know, they shot a, a, a cop, so we have to send our squads to, to to track them down. So they're making them out like they're some kind of like 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 terrorists, you know, in a way, like, they must be stopped at all costs. Though, right? But to the, to the show's defense, the movie doesn't stop to have moments where cops are like, oh my god, we must stop them at all costs and all that kind of stuff. It's like, no, that's not what they're going for. It's really more from Queen and Sim's perspective, you know, me just you know I me, mean? just just from what they're going through, what they learn along the way, what they learn about themselves, what they learn about just being black in America, right? Um so just to get acting out of the way, I thought that the acting was great from from top to bottom. Uh Daniel Kaluuya was great as a, a slim. I really dug his character. Actually, he was the most relatable character to me because it's like, well, 
yeah, I really don't want to get into trouble here. I mean, I really don't want to get into any bullshit, but, you know, I'm, I'm being, I'm kind of getting myself in these situations I don't want to be involved in. But what I like also with him, and the amount of time that he spends with Queen now, he kind of feels like, you know, we like, no, you know, I live a life on the edge now, and now I kind of want to experience things because he just has a feeling that, you know, just in case it does, um, he doesn't make it, he, he, he still wants to live, you know, live out his last few days, you know, with, with joy now, with, with exhilaration now. So there's, right. you know, numerous moments where he kind of steps out of his comfort zone and does things, you know, experience things. And he even kind of gets Queen out of her comfort zone to, you know, experience life and just have fun as well too. So, you know, there is some lightheartedness going on here. I know for some people, they would expect this thing to be kind of, you know, sour and serious and really... You know, we heavy. You know, we really heavy into the emotion. But there's lots of humorous moments. You mean lots of really great war. You know, heartwarming moments with the couple, right? And just speaking about that, uh, Judy Tudor Smith. I thought that she was great here. Um, you could tell this is like kind of like her first time on screen. You know, we not not all the lines that she deliver. You know, land as much as they could. But I thought that you know, screen presence she had it, and you know, just the chemistry that they had between uh, her and uh, Daniel. I thought, well, you know, they were great. That that really was the sell of the movie. You really had to sell that, yeah, they are a couple. You know what I mean? And you really want to root for them because that's the important thing. You're rooting for them to make it out of the situation alive, right? Uh, but, you know, as well, speaking of Daniel, right, I could not help but think, God, boy, this is just, this is yet another movie where this man can't get into a, a relationship, though, like a, a, a long-standing relationship, though. I mean, we had, we had, even before Get Out, right? We had that one episode of Black Mirror where he was trying to get a girl and it didn't work right. out. And then had Get Out now, we get this white girl and that didn't work out, right? So it's like, oh gosh, man, even in Black Panther 2, it's like he went again with, um, who was it? Um, oh gosh, uh, from Walking yeah. Dead, I forget. Uh, did, I, did I Gurira's character? I was like, no. Nope. Yes, he was with her. They were yeah, married. Like, Right, but even that that didn't even work out neither. I don't know, but no, but she kind of came off like she didn't need him though. At least that's why I got from that movie. But yeah, yeah boy, yeah. it's just like this guy, just boy. Like I made the joke on Facebook, like you know, in the next movie, he'll find a girl and you'll actually like settle down and raise a family with her. But like the smart just can't get a break, boy, when it comes to to finding the girl of his dreams. Though, but you know, I. <laughs> It's kind of funny, though. And there was even a moment where, uh, where they end up with uh, in this white uh, hole, basically. Well, it's friends of Queen's uncle, and while they they're just kind of shocked up, they're just kind of biding the time and whatnot. The cops show up now, and yeah, my head of telling myself, "Get out, get out." Remember that last movie that you were in? Yes, get right. out. <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as the script goes, I thought that it was very well written. I love the characterization that they that they gave the characters as well. Um, Bucky Woodbine, I forgot to mention too, his performance was excellent in my opinion. Now uh, he brought some comic relief to it, and he basically was just this this uh, old kind of weathered down pimp like character. He have like a few you know fine shapey you know chicks you know what I mean. Our, in, in, in his house basically but you could tell right. that he just kind of acting like yeah I still this shit I'm still this pimp but you know he you know what I mean like he's just old and 
more or less kind of like, you know, a, a remnant of the pasta. And because it's set it in the south now, like, well, southern U.S., uh, it has that kind of southern flavor to the way our characters talk. You even have some some music as well, too, some some classic hits, uh, classic, you know, soul songs from the 70s. I even hear, well, slight spoiler, uh, still tipping from a boy, Mike Jones, like, when last when they hear that? And the way how they, how they put it in the movie, too, I was like, this is perfect, Jen. And it reminds me a lot like what they did with... Uh, with uh, Goody Bob in Moonlight, basically, right? And speaking of Moonlight, though, they even have a short trend, uh, and they do it twice, trend. they do it twice. I was like, God damn, I, I need to either make a video, like a music video with a shot, or actually make a film with a shot, trend. camera on the, um, on the passenger the side of the car, yeah. the, on yeah. the passenger, um, the, the, the car owner. And when they slam, you can tell the camera is there, they, you see that, that little shake. They do it twice, and I was like, God, I want to do a shot like this though, because I remember seeing it for the first time with um with this movie with Moonlight. I was like, dude, like this. I, I remember like we both saw it and it kind of blew us away, blew us away basically. And I was like, I I want to do that though. So yeah, but yeah, just seeing it there was really was pretty cool as well. Um, the music which was done by um Devontae Hines. You know, you may know him as Blood Orange. He is a British um R and B sort of like funk. Sort of like indie rock kind of artist. So he actually have a couple of really dope albums. One that he brought out this year, but uh, I haven't got around to listen to it. But um, he actually has a few great albums on his belt. I dug that. I dug the music that he did here. You know what I mean? It really worked. Um, and like I say, the songs that they threw in were pretty cool. Cinematography I thought were great as well. Just a lot of like you know wide shots, a lot of exterior shots, especially of the south. You know what I mean? Where they just going from place to place. It has a easy rider kind of feel things, you know what I mean? This characters just going from place to place and you're just seeing, well, you know, the nature, just the just the 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 vibe of, you know, these different states that they pass by. Right? Um and what I would say as far as gripes though, for it it does kinda want to have its cake and eat it too at some point. Like, okay, they want to touch on okay, um basically, you know, um Racial profiling, you know, just um, like recently with cops, just white cops being violent towards, you know, black suspects and all that kind of stuff. So at times you're, you're almost seeing that it's just kind of demonizing, not just cops in general, but white cops in particular. You're doing some shots, some moments where like you're kind of wondering if they really had things kind of figured out, you know, what I mean? just right now to, oh, well, these characters must be stopped at all costs. Uh, it's kind of implausible. That's what I'll say. However, though, to the to the to the show's defense, I kind of saw, but it, it took my while to really realize this, right? I kind of realized that they weren't exactly going for for realism, like pure realism, right? Like it's it's real, like you're seeing characters doing going through the motions and you you're treating them as real characters. But the way how the, the, the story is set up, I was getting some along the line of say like a like um I forgot the actual Greek poem. Uh, I don't know if it's the Iliad, I think the way it is. Uh, I was just getting this, this sort of like Greek sort of adventure vibe right. where it's characters just going from point A to point B and there's, there's going to be a character there that's going to help them out to do this. And okay, somebody's going to get in the way of that and then they have to go to a next place. You know what I mean? So things kind of play out in a rather convenient way. But just because I was thinking about it from this kind of Greek perspective, I was like, yeah, this is almost like it's a, like a Greek legend playing out here. So, right. you know, you have to kind of suspend your disbelief a little bit. You have to kind of understand that, no, in reality, things would not have played out like this. 
you know, we as not just because it's a movie, but it's the kind of story that's being told. You know what I mean? Uh, it always kind of reminds me of uh, well, a movie that uh, well, we ranked amongst the best of the year, Last Black Man in San Francisco, where right, 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 right. yeah, where it looks real and characters are real, but it doesn't. It's not exactly real. It has a kind of like weird sort of folklorish kind of vibe to things. And even with this movie here with Queen and Slim, it has a sort of folk story kind of feel. You know what I mean? And uh, that's a another team that I I really dug here, where uh, the well. The people that they that they run into, well, the, the mainly um, black people, right? They consider them to be heroes, right? And you know, like Queen, for example, is like, I don't really see myself as as being a hero. Right? We, we we in this situation, we reacted the way we did. We kind of regretted, but I mean, we did what we had to do. But to everybody else in this movie, it's like y'all y'all are heroes, man. Y'all y'all stood up to the to the man. Y'all stood up to the cops and whatnot, right? Um, but Slim, no, he goes in on this thread. He's just like, yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, like I want to be remembered, you know, I want to be remembered, you know what I mean, in this space of time that I have, you know what I mean? Like, I did something, you know, and then that's where you get, like, you know, well, if you look at the cover, um, sorry, the, the poster for this, it's in one key scene where the at this uh, garage is like, well, you know, take a picture of us. And it's just like this moment, this kind of, um, this kind of conveyed who they were, this, this, this is moment in time now, basically, right? And that's really like a, a powerful um, theme in this. And I like how they express it at the very end, where it's like, not saying that because they shot a cop, that makes them heroes, right? The movie is smart enough to say that, yes, there is a downside to it. This doesn't really make them heroes, but at the same time, it's what they represent and, you know, them being symbols, but it's how you look at the symbol. And I was also thinking about, like, well, um, you know, the recent murder of um, Nipsey Hussle, right? So... To some people, he might just be a gangster rapper, right? But to other people, it's like, no, he was a guy from the hood who managed to make a business and really, you know, put his, you know, be really show people in the hood that it was possible to to better yourself, right? But it's all a matter of perspective, and that's what I dug about this show here. Um, just a couple more things before I get to Rita, right? There's one scene though where which may come off, which I felt like execution-wise, I get what you're going for. But it was a tad bit sloppy. Um, using uh, using another um, Southern rapper reference, right? Andrew 2000. He has a song uh, called Love and War, right? So basically it's the make love, not war scenario and how they express it there. So it's a very po- it's a very impactful moment in terms of Queen and Slim, like what they're going through. But they juxtapose, uh, juxtapose it now with something else that's going on. Just using the whole, like, them as being, like, heroes, for example. But you see the downside it, though. You see how it, how, you see, like, the, the violent, uh, you know, counterpoint to that, does basically. So, it, it, it did take me out a few times, and I felt like the scene itself ran out a tad bit too long. But I got what they were going for. But I know for some people, I kind of take them out, like, okay, y'all, y'all really try to paint these characters as, like, they are some kind of heroes, you know what I mean? But... At the end of the day, it's all a matter of perspective, right? And lastly, last, I want to say, though, a couple of articles was kind of, like, I was surprised that people didn't really like the film that much, right? Like, uh, I thought that they were going to talk about the script because, yes, while I get what the script was going for, it's very well written, it could have used a a little bit more fight, you know, that's a, like, probably, like, one more rewrite, no, just to fix certain things. Okay, yeah, things kind of happen, and it's like, yeah, but... I don't know. I just wish that if they had just kind of wrote this a little bit better, 
or delivered it a little bit better than we really would have made for impactful scene or sequence, right? But yeah, apparently some people were kind of like, uh, like not liking the film because they felt that it was just another example of what they call it by um, trauma porn. Like, okay, yeah, we have to have another movie with black people catching the tail, right? And I didn't really quite get that though. Like, I I understand it is it is. You know, primarily, you know, about the black experience, right? About, yeah, what we have to go through, you know, um, you know, whether in the storm and all that kind of stuff. I get that, right? But it also kind of celebrates black pride. You know what I mean? Like, this, the movie itself really does feel like a, like an old school black exploitation film. You know? um, just right, right down to the cinematography, the way it's shot, and uh, even right down to like some fantastic lighting as well, too. Uh, I know you mentioned before just how, you know, how black people, like, you know, dark skinned people are, are shown on screen. Yeah, just like Moonlight, this is a, another um, show where you can look at it and really study it from a technical perspective. Now, like, ah, okay, I like how they like this character. Yeah, okay, okay. Even of of course with Daniel Kaluuya, you know him being dark and all that. You know what I mean? And Judy as well too, because she is dark skin. But yeah, it's like ah, okay, right. This is what the light is. Right. This is where they put that. So, like, if if there's one reason I want you to see this movie, Ricardo, is just to see how they like dark people, right? That because I thought yeah, that yeah. they they nail that perfectly. But yeah, but. I mean, while on the south, you know, we the, the the criticisms. I didn't really see this show as being trauma porn. Like, oh well, we have to have another movie with you know white cops hating on black people. It's like, it's a problem. It's still a problem in the United States, and you know, we I guess this movie just had to address that. Well, Lena and you know, um, Melina and everybody else involved just felt that it was just a great film to to explore that, right? But because it's going for realism, but not realism stuff. You could look past that and just see it as just this lovers on the run story, just a great romantic drama. Yeah, because really the romantic stuff is really that 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 would stand out to me um, the most. But I know for some people they would have wanted it to be more like a like a Bonnie and Clyde or a Thelma and Louise, but clearly that's not what they're going for. And I dug that. I really dug that. So yeah. at the end of the day, while this was not a perfect movie, I really wanted it to be you know one of the best of the year. And, you know, I will put this as an honorable mention for sure. But um, as far as a debut film goes, this is probably one of the best that I've seen this year. As far as a black movie goes, this is one of the best I've seen for the year. Like I say, it's not a perfect movie. It has little mistakes here, there, especially with this narrative. But I got where, you know, they were going with, with, this, um, with this film here. So it's one of those that you kind of have to watch with an open mind. Don't take about it too much. But it has a lot of potency that, that yeah, you will watch it over and you know, gain something else from it. You know what I mean? Because so, even I myself, I have a feeling that if I watch it again, I'll pick up something that I didn't notice before. So rated wise, yeah, I'll give this a strong four to five, man. This is a absolute must see. I enjoyed seeing this on on the big screen. Um, I really do want to see this again for sure. But um, because of the little flaws in the narrative itself, I can't go any higher than this. I really want this to be like top ten for me. But it is a solid film throughout. I dug the acting. I dug the cinematography. Direction was strong. Writing was strong for the most part. Just a little moments could have been fixed up. But yeah, other than that though, this is the real deal. I mean, uh, and last thing I want to say, I know this is one that people might kind of sweep under the rug like, oh yeah, there was that show. But I don't know. I didn't know anything about it. But um, I really do recommend that you do check it out. I don't want this to be a film. And I realize like this is something like with films like say, Blind Spotted or Last Black Man in San Francisco. Movies that kind of deal with issues like that, like urban dramas, kind of kind of get lost in the, in the, in the clutter. Now. You know, it's always like the the bigger budget films that you know people will go go will will seek out now. 
But this, I will, yeah, I, I really recommend that you do check it out, man. You will be thoroughly entertained by this. I don't want this to be a movie that will be ignored in the long run. Uh, even after 2019, I really think that this is one that you should check out and really, you know, think about it afterwards. So, yeah, strong four out of five for me. I recommend that you do check out Queen and Slim. All right, right. last but not least, now we move from a from a love story to uh, one of one of heartbreak. You know, yeah. one of one of divorce. I mean, really, really uncomfortable topic. But you know, I mean, it's it's a common issue. I mean, it is very common since like right. ever since the word divorce was ever conceived, right? Of course, we're talking about marriage story, right? And um, well, I want you to do the synopsis on what it's about, right? But I'll just say early on, well, just right off the bat, um, this is directed by Noah Baumbach. Yeah. I believe that's how he pronounces yeah. his name. Um. Not the biggest fan of his work. I only saw two films of him prior to this. This would be um, The Squid and the Whale and um, Francis Ha. But the reason why I watch Francis Ha, uh, well, not just because it's on the Criterion Collection, which I'll get into with this movie here, but um, also with the same in the wire list of best movies of the decade, this was on the list. And um, I checked out the first time. I saw Adam Driver. It's like, oh, okay, well, all right, this is where Adam sat off from because... Yeah, apparently this is a thing. Well, this is one of the three collaborations that they've they've had, you know, um, with on film now. Um, the, the last one, of course, being Marriage Story here. Right. But I dug the vibe of it. I dug the black and white cinematography. I, I dug where he was getting at. But I wasn't like blown away by by the movie itself. Like I dug. I get why people I, uh, love it so much. I was like, this is cool. I, I, it's cool. Yeah, I loved I loved Mars. Um, so I loved Francis. Half of what it was, I I dug it. Um, the right. analogy I like using, the analogy I like using is that if um if the artist is what the modern silent era is, this was Francis High is what um French New Wave was. Do you think about yes, it like that? Yes, yes, yes. You could tell that he was very much inspired by by French New Wave, like that classic. Yes, classic. I call it um that long takeaway scene. Francis's character, like like cross in the street. It's very much yeah. like um uh, like like uh four hundred blues, right? Like um yeah. those moments of characters moving about the city and stuff like that. But yeah, um so I was like kinda fairly new to his stuff. I I I, I know that you know people really like his stuff, but I wasn't like completely blown away by that film. And I have a feeling that, you know, if I what if I do watch it again, I pretty much will appreciate it even more. But with this one here with Marriage Story, um, I was just hearing nothing but a claim for this. You know what I mean? Best of the year. And, you know, some, as, some people as far, you know, some critics went as far as say that this was best of the decade. So, of course, I had to see this, right? Um, I even held back, put it on my, my top two list because I was like, okay, let me have a, a little spot here for this movie just in case it turns out to be as awesome as everybody calling it. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, so Marriage Story. What is Marriage Story about? All uh, right, so Charlie and Nicole, a uh, couple in New York. Uh-huh. Um, Charlie, uh, very popular, great, quite successful, intelligent theater director. Yes. And uh, Nicole was a kind of teen actress in she days, but she kind of stick with him, and they got together from since then. And yeah, uh, basically had a nice life in in New York, but she wanted to move back to LA. And well, for several reasons, they kind of she eventually wanted to initiate a divorce, and it just you know you get to see this very very unfortunate and pathological situation play itself out. And yeah, that's just a quick run through. Yeah, uh, great, great great run through by the way, very 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 to the point. 
Right. And that's it. Uh, so this movie is kind of, kind of, kind of really well made. Uh, I'll have to see. Um, yeah. What I'll say, it does three things masterfully. And because of those, it, 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 all those three things feed off each other so well that everything else, even if you might not care for the scenario, but the scenario is like quite plausible in my opinion. Or you, you think, oh, it's not that, in, it's not that great or it's not that, that, that groundbreaking or anything like that. That is not the issue. It does three things. It does three things. It does framing really well. Like 10 yes, out of 10. It, it does. It does. Yeah. You're right. It does blocking very well. Uh-huh. Yeah, it does. Right, and then it does editing very well. And these three things edit together, cut together so well. These, these three aspects of the film work so well in tandem that it makes basically like a next of floors from in my opinion. I yeah. did not expect Joy to so goddamn much. Um, same here, same here. Adam, Adam, and uh, Adam uh, and Scott, uh, Scott, Scott Johansson. Right, Scarjo, the two of them so good in this. There's one scene in particular where there's a meltdown. <laughs> yeah, to the end. Uh, that was so fucking good. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I felt that though. I felt that. I even yeah. felt it for Adam, but I was just like, God, boy. Ah, That's true. Felt that. And what, why, why it works, why the film works is that it's, it's very plausible. But what it do is it carry the, 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 in the emotional state very well because it's two creative people, you know, very emotional people having to be into this very calculating coolness to the whole thing, right? Yes. Um, there's that, it, it, it's really intelligent in terms of they get them to go into LA because look, like it, there's no secret that it's no surprise that Los Angeles has some of the most prolific American, you know, court courtroom dramas ever, right? Real world. Right, yeah. O.J. Simpson, yeah, yeah. Michael Jackson, you know all these scenarios that play itself out, and it's really because because you know, so, uh, L.A. especially Santa Monica, eh, has a really shitty like court system. Right, they could do all these bullshit right. rules and have all these things that can really operate at bad fate and really spite people in all kind of nasty ways. But because they're not that, it's slowly poisoning them over time, and I like that they they really sort of you know, meltdown over time now. And, you know, because, but they so, at the same time, they're doing things, but at the same time, they're not, they're not, they're not supposed to do these things. Like, I was so shocked to see them, like, actually interacting with each other while the trial played itself out. Like, wow. Yeah. Things like that. But the situation is, is is about the kid, right? It's, we do this, we do this for his son, right? So, yeah. Right. And they, they nailed that aspect of everything like that and that is why this real world journey, right editing is so good especially that opening sequence and then everything comes full circle at the end and when a certain character who's struggling to read reads something and it's like oh shit that was the thing at the beginning all right great yeah love yeah it. yeah I, I love how it came back full circle with that though that, right. that was really touching yeah uh, yeah that, this movie real worked for me John. uh i didn't expect this uh, i expect to enjoy it as much um soundtrack randy newman holy shit what the hell yeah yeah, yeah, like, 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 yeah, exactly. It has a, a, a really yeah. has a Pixar feel, like what he did for yeah. the, the Toy Story movies. Like, it's kind of whimsical and lighthearted, but at the same time, there's like yeah. a the aura of sadness in it, though. Like, right. even when things kind of like when the music gets a little fluttery, 
It's still like a little sadness, like still there though. And I felt right. it, like I felt it in that music. And they, they, they make they make kind of everyone around them villains except for them. Uh, and that's what <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, um, especially uh, um, Ray Liotta, but I'll talk about him in a bit. Yeah, well, Laura did and Ray Liotta, the two of them especially, Alan Alder to an extent as well. Uh, they make it work where the lawyers, the lawyers are like, no, you have to do this and that, and this is how shitty the system is, you have to do this. And they, what I like about it, 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 it susses itself out by, well, if they had more money, it would be worse for them. <laughs> that's how it susses itself out. That's it. That's pretty mm. much it. <laughs> And yeah. it, it plays itself out that way. And I, I love what it did with that day. It's a great script. It's simple. But at the same time, it just you understand how things can escalate in the worst ways. Um, people who are ostensibly very, very nice to each other, they had a, they had a sensibly good thing that they didn't work out properly because they, they made the mistake of not working it out in therapy. So they had to work it out in the courts. I like that. Right? They made that work. And, and it makes perfect sense because that was the end point. Right? We, we, we have full evidence of that. And I didn't expect to enjoy this so much. Well acted, um, good cast of characters. Everybody was greeting this. Yeah, I, I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did, but I did. All right, well, I, I totally, totally agree with you, man. Um, I did not expect to enjoy this as much as, um, as I did as well, you know what I mean? Because, um, I mean, like, just the topic of divorce, though, that, I mean, I'm not saying that as being yeah. all obsessive about it, but it's something that eventually you have to come to... Well, I, don't, I was going to say come to terms with it, but I guess is if you're married, you can come to terms with it, right? But I mean, like, at some point, you have to think about, but hey, if I do actually settle down with this girl, or you know, if you're, if you're a woman, if you settle down with this guy, um, what's going to happen? Like, is this relationship going to work out? And if it comes to divorce, like, what's going to happen? But, like, with this film, for example, here, it's even worse when there's a kid involved. And just yeah. seeing how that played out, especially with Adam Driver's, Driver's character. Him having to spend time with the kid, having to travel from Port, uh, from New York, sorry, to uh, to to Ellie, you know, we just just to be with him, and then just just speaking of the child for a bit, like so, I love, like at first I was thinking like the kid, right? Uh, his name, well, the, the his name in the film is Henry, right? Henry Barber. Yes. Like at first I was thinking that like, he was just being bratty and annoying for the sake of it, but right. it's like at like he's is how he's processing this now, cause he's around his mom so much. And you know, so yeah, so eventually, well, even before, like he knows what he can have an idea what's going on there. But because right. he's mostly with his mom now, so like when he's with his dad, it's a little bit more awkward. Like he kinda wants to do things with him, but at the same time, he kinda doesn't do that then because of how cynical uh Adam is. Well, Adam's character is unfortunately. You know what I mean? It's just like I try to be there, but like mentally I'm not there. Can't think about this play that I want to do that. So, right. You know what I mean? But what I really love about this movie here is that they didn't really villainize Adam. You know what I mean? Like at the same time, you know he slipped up. He, you know he make a couple of mistakes. One in particular right. that that pretty much caused the uh, the, the separation. Right. I was gonna mention that is that uh, all I'll say all I'll say is that uh, just a just a quote a great a great American. Uh, poet, you know, I don't know what else to say. Nigger never go Eric Benny. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Perfect reference right. there, right? But right. even that at all too, there is this like, like, you're not supposed to understand why he did it, but at the same time, it's, look, I make a mistake, but I don't mean right. I'm a bad guy. Like, please don't, don't crucify me or villainize me because of that, right? But it's from stuff that happened before that Either I um, 
I reacted to wrongly or just didn't know how to react it at all, right? And right. just the complexity with just that with that relationship, and then with one powerful moment that was done in a long take trail. And it's, it was only like two minutes into the, like with the camera still rolling, like what the hell did he even cut? Right? Where where yeah. Scarlet now is is just breaking down to this um this therapist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just going into detail into how their relationship just fell apart. Now. It's like so incredibly like put together now. I know what I mean and yeah, yeah. like when you just really think about what she's saying, it's just like, yeah, it's almost like they just had no it's they they both had control and they both didn't have control over the situation. That that's right. really the best way to describe it. And that's what I love about this um this this script here. Just how complex the situation is. So it's not like, oh well, you look for that, you know, because you want to be famous, right? So in a way, it's kind of like about both characters chasing fame, right? Well, Scarlett's character being an actress and her getting her big shot basically through theater, right? And, right, you know, right. well, I'm just kind of thinking, oh, well, you know, if it wasn't for me, you'd still be doing, well, you know, the shitty comedies now, right? Um, even though, well, the, 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 well, I know it's a fake clip that they used from a movie that she was in, right? I was trying to remember, like, what the reference was. Um, I, like I, the first thing get up is, um, Oh gosh, was was the film I was thinking of? Uh, remember the movie? It's a set green, I think, where all of them was in a party. Um, uh, shit, boy, set green. I don't know what it is, though, but it's yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those kind of like, 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 like the, um, those high school, those college, you yeah, know, yeah. frat boy comedies. That's what they're going for. That's what she started well, about. The school movie is where it was a house party and it was a teen movie. With it was set green. It was a bunch of people in it. Um, of course, she was a girl named by. She was a real hot general, Jennifer Love Hewitt. Um, was it? No, not can't hardly, can't hardly wait. Was it? Probably, 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 probably was that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably was that. But anyway, but yeah. Um, and then, well, with Adam's character thinking as if, well, I mean, and it's funny that he just accepted like whatever gigs he could get. Like, oh, you want me to produce this play? All right, cool. But. You know, he's not just at the, on the one hand, he's doing it to, to you know, to provide for his family. But he's saying that he kind of do this to, well, sorry to say, feed his ego. Like you know, he just wants to be the best. But right. the way how they frame these characters, like you don't believe them for the for the uh, for the mistakes that they make, for the decisions that they make. You know what I mean? But it's just that they in this situation that they kind of have control and no control over. It it's just really make for a, a really powerful film, though. So. Yeah, I, I dug the hell out of this, though. Like, the performances. I mean, Adam Driver, um, Scarlett Johansson, great on-screen chemistry, though. Just the moments with them together. That meltdown scene, boy, that, that legit broke my heart, but I really felt it for, yeah. for Adam. And just how Scarlett broke down, too, though. Uh, you really felt for, for both of these characters, too. Uh, the supporting characters, uh, Laura did, though. Didn't know that she was going to be in this. But, yeah, she was great as um, Nora Fanshawe. She's a lawyer. And I like her vibe. Like the way how she is in the film, they're like, uh, you know, what I mean, like she's clearly really old, right? But you know, what I mean, she dresses, she tries to look hot to be for her age. I dug that as a character, like you know, what I mean, she's not dressing down because oh well, you're you're a lawyer, so you know, you have to present yourself in that kind of way. It's like no, she she rocking right. dresses and whatnot. You know, what I mean, it's, 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 it's very intentional, eh? Because she, you know, she's very manipulative, whilst you know, really it as well. Uh, what, what, I, what, I found, what I found really dark and, and they made it work is where they had like the lawyers be on super friendly terms with each other when they don't meet it. And, oh, yes. 
when the guys go to court, boy, they just rip right. each other. And like. at the same time, they cut into the two of them not talking to each other while the two lawyers like Ralph, oh, I meet your friend and I meet your little brother and sort of all this bullshit. I was like, what the yeah, hell? Yeah. And it's dark and, and, and like, but the thing is, they're the most cynical ones, eh? by far. They're by far more cynical than the, 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 their two clients. So yes, yes, yes. It's, it's, uh, I, yeah. I love a lot of it, how, how, how topsy turvy and Byzantine the whole thing is. Uh, just to mention before we, we continue, you know, uh, well, classic famous film starring Dustin Hoffman and Mel uh, uh, Streep. Yeah, Creamer versus Creamer, yes. Which Kramer, I saw right, yeah. once and I never wanted to watch it again because it was just so so depressing. You know what I mean? But yeah, I was worried yeah, that this movie was going to be, you know, just entirely depressing. But like, no, um, right. actually, there are some. Not too much comical moments, even though they talk to this as a comedy drama. I don't really find it like that. I do see no. it as a drama, but yeah, there are some just moments that just are writing that just clever. You're chuckling, you're laughing at it, um, especially like uh, with Laura doing and really Otis characters. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's not like you're laughing at the situation, but you're just laughing at how characters react to the situation, what they say about the situation. It's kind of funny. It's dark, but really funny at the same time. Just like in a. In a Oh my gosh, we're like, this is what they're really thinking. Like, this is really, you know, it's kind of funny yeah. like that, no? Um, but just talk about Ray Liotta just quickly. Yeah, um, I, I dug his performance too. I love how just like this, um, what's he really looking for? Just how blatant he is about it. They're like, yeah, we have to kind of spin this, you know, we like, like it's her fault and all that kind of stuff. Like, I just want to make sure I know everything about this thing, but don't say this, don't say that, no. Uh, it's just really funny, like just how his character was. The um, Alan Alda I didn't expect to see him um, in it. Yeah. I thought, I mean, yes, he is the most reasonable out of the three lawyers, but at the same time, it's like, yeah, these are the rules. The like, right. I'm sorry, you know, I, I didn't write these rules, but you know, these are the rules, right? You just have to kind of follow them, right? But it's really, but like when they think about it, though, it's just really like almost uh, to to bring down Adam's character, but because it's just, like this, it's almost like. It's kind of designed that he will that he will lose in all of this stuff, you know what I mean? And yeah, you just yeah. see him kind of try to fight through it though and just deal with it. Right, right. Yeah, that's, really that's but I see one thing with a lot of like okay, so all of these I don't know what to call them, well, MRA men rights activist type fellas. I do think the one talking point they have, at least in the United States, is family court. Like right. that's a good because it is very biased towards women, it's very biased towards the mother, blah 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 blah. They kind of have a they kind of have a case to be made there, kind of, and I'd like how it, it really framed him in a in a really disadvantageous position. Eh? He had to constantly travel. He's the one who burdened all the money. You know, it, it makes him look at least at the beginning looks him look villainous. It looks like he was gonna lose out at the end. Um, it balances it out, itself out ultimately. The end it slightly in favor of the wife, maybe kind of. Um, yeah. But you know, they make it work where. It's 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 ultimately stuff like this, especially in their in their relationship case. It's very it's a pyrrhic victory, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, you, you win, but you ain't really win. You lose so much, and you really don't want to win in that way. Yeah. And I like what the free bit. Yeah, right. So a couple more things before we get to read it, right? Um, I saw a few faces. I saw Judy Haggerty, and I was like, but wait, no, but and she was in that right. one show with um, oh gosh, um, Noel, like a few a few weeks ago, and I just reviewed that. Okay. I was like, hey, she this too. Uh, I saw Barrett Weaver, Weaver. Sorry, last time I saw her was in um, Walking Dead. Uh, yeah, right. she was she's one of the, the the characters who got stuffed out I in swear, a really talented way. I swear, I swear, I saw two people from shows that we that I watch. Uh, Mary Wiseman from Star Trek Discovery wasn't this right? 
but yes. on credit. Huh? Yes, um, right. Right. I I think so. Yeah. Tilly as one of the actors in, in the play, right? In 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 the, in the troupe. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. So right. Speaking she of that troupe, uh, Wallace Shaw, no, I didn't know he was in this too. Uh, well, he's right, a regular yeah. on um, on Young Sheldon. If you care to watch that show, he's there. Actually, actually love his character in that show in particular. But yeah, I thought that he had some great moments. Just having that test me and be in this. Uh, I love the little moments where he talked about. Yeah, well, you know, back in my days when I won a Tony and I had this one chick who yeah. won, you know, four Academy Awards. You know, me sucking my and he stops right there. I thought that was really funny. Right. Yeah, um, but yeah, other than that, though, oh yes, and as you see, you know, mean from blocking and you know, just the Freeman and all that, some great shots. So you really see the divide between the two. A great shot, well, you see it in the pro, well, the promo pictures for this, uh, with uh, Adam and Scarlet's characters in a subway. So yes. simple, but just so powerful, mm-hmm. just how they do that. Uh, the, and from editing the way when characters, even before that, like when characters kind of exited or like leaving the house, and they'll always kind of like rush the, the shots and just kind of cut back, cut back, like they don't even have enough time to even see each other before that door slams. That really says a lot. Uh, even right now, when you see with, with, uh, with blocking, you know what I mean? Like where just characters are, are positioned and whatnot, uh, I just see it like. I don't say they, they go further and further with the movie, but they always make sure that just how these characters be as far away from each other as possible, right? But right. it's close enough to hear each other and just, yeah. you know, but I like that. Because they don't look great moments with them, like she in the background, he in the foreground, vice versa. They do yeah. a lot of that. A lot of great framing. Like, so it had this one great framing where I forget what it was exactly, but she says something, um, where really, it's real nasty. And he, he says something that was like an innocuous moment earlier, but because he, t- he told them that. You know how, how shocky the two of them is there? Yeah. Uh, oh, she used to get drunk now. And then they yeah, cut to yeah, yeah. him feeling like shit about that and her feeling bad about that too. And it cut to her and then the rock focus to her and back to him. Like little stuff like yes, that. Yes, yes. I remember that. Yeah, that, that was a great shot. Well, um, the ending, that ending piece where you see her out of focus and they're reading the, the letter. But again, if they read to each other, the, beginning, the, the, mistake, the, the only mistake they made was not reading what they should have read to each other in the beginning. Yes, right? yes, yes. And, and on the subject of that, though, with, without without spoiling it, like I thought, like in true Hollywood fashion, you'd have like a little close up or a medium of Scarlet kind of reacting mm-hmm. to it. But it's like, mm-hmm. no, she's just in the back, back out of focus. Yes, out great out little, focus. little love that. Yeah, little choices. Yeah, uh, yeah. Go ahead. But, but yeah, um, I thought that the cinematography was was great. Uh, I mean, for for what for what the story is, you know, we I mean? just just simple to the point. But there's a lot of great shots, both interior and exterior. Uh, editing, like I say, was great. Uh, the writing was just so so crisp, you know, I me mean? just so well put together. Um, yeah. And last thing, last thing, just want to say before I get to rating, um, it's only like when the movie ended, and I went to the Wikipedia page and I read it up. This actually is not seen as based off a true story, but it is inspired by well Noah's um well divorce from actress Jennifer Jason Lee. I did not know that they okay, were right. they were together, but so you know it just added a lot to just the just the, the emotion behind this though. And, and also yeah. uh, his parents actually, his real life parents actually divorced him, which inspired the, the squid and the wheel, right? So it's right, right, a, right. it's a it's a topic that he is familiar with, he even did some research, he actually interviewed some people that he knew who went through divorce as well. So it really does feel well taught, taught and put together. It's not like, yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, Scarlett's the villain and she wants everything, or you know, Adam's the villain because he's self-centered. It's not like that. You know, I mean, both characters have their have their flaws, but you do get where both characters come from. Just because of how complicated the situation is, it just really made for some 
very 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 pointed moments though, and just really well acted throughout though so yeah it really did come from the heart you could tell um and i'd say that this is some kind of warning for, for for people in relationships and whatnot but it is an aspect of of just you know relationships though. especially with how you know the, the parties deal with with each other afterwards Okay, do you take it all? Well, you know, we they they just not gonna see each other. We're just gonna have that animosity yeah, it, kind of going forward. But you have a kid now, yeah. so it's like, well, you, you kind of have to make it work somehow. You know what I mean? And that's what yeah. Doug with the last few moments of the movie, which I wouldn't spoil, but simple but very, very, very um, emotional, I would say. So yeah, yeah but yeah. Uh, hands down, this is one of the best of the year. I wouldn't take a movie about divorce would be that way, but yes, I I mean believe the hype this is one of the best movies of the year and dare i say one of the best of the decade though just in terms of what it is it's a powerful drama well acted from 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 top to bottom well shot well put together and just with a lot of heart with a lot of emotion with this and yes it's so great now that i actually want to go back and watch francis hard watch squid in the wheel and this other stuff because yeah, yeah no, no is the truth man i i really I, I really see why people regard him as one of the best like directors you know in our generation here so rating-wise, yeah, yeah. I'm going to give this a decent to a strong four and a half out of five, boy. Do not skip on this. And yes, I, I see this also because on Netflix. Like, yes, now you have a reason to watch this. I mean, Netflix has been knocking it out the park this year. You know what I mean? Not just with Irishman, but now they have this under their belt here. And not yeah. only do I see this being nominated for some Oscars, because, yeah, Adam Driver had to get an Oscar dub for this, boy. He killed yes, it. Scarlett Johansson had to get a dub for this, though. She killed yeah. it. If they could give it to Laura Dude for Best Supported Actress, because she yeah. killed it. I mean, yeah, I, I would be happy for those, though, man. Last, last thing I want to say, though, similar to Francis Ha and the Squid in the Wheel, because if I'm not mistaken, that also is on the Criteria Collection. I I have a strong feeling that this show is going to make it to, to that, man. Yeah, if it does come out, yeah, bet your bottom I'm, uh, dollar, I'm going to buy this. I'm going to buy this in a heartbeat. So, yeah, decent to strong four and a half out of five. Do not miss this movie. Uh, what's your final thoughts and rating on this movie? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much are in line with you. Um, it it just you know it just has such good framing and blocking. Like holy shit, like you just I just watching the little things and little details and the little little nuances, especially the, the kid actor. The kid actor was good. You you I forget to mention him. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I thought he was like at first. I, like yeah. I said, I thought he was gonna be the brat, but yeah, because of how he's dealing with the situation, well, well, after you they had him wondering if, if like, he had, like, a learning-learning problem because a lot of, you know, he's eight, but he kind of reading behind his age a little bit, in my opinion. And, yeah, and, and he kind of asked a lot of, I don't want to say dumb questions, but kind of stuff that he would kind of wonder, okay, like, you really thought about this, though? And, yes, like I say, with the spelling thing, like, in one scene, he, <laughs> he asked him to spell, uh, what was my Lego, oh, I forgot what Lego what. Yeah, yeah, but, basic shit, no, right. Yeah, but it's like, how to spell Lego? Like, come on. Yeah, but what? But they they put him in the context of the story, like so, make it work, and it, yeah, exactly. It just feel it just feels subtle. Uh, we, we forget to mention this one scene with the woman who had to supervise them, and he cut himself. That was weird. Oh, yes. And yes, yes, yes. I was a little iffy at first with how uh, I, I don't know the actress who played her, but just the way how her character was all like kind of, uh, you know, like kind of simple, like you know, what I mean like. You know, like she would hurt a fly, that kind of vibe. There, I was a little right. on the fence of like how her character was, but it, it worked though in terms of how she was reacting to things. There, because she's just like, you know, hi, how you doing? You know, me, she's just all prim and proper and whatnot. That's the word, that's the term I was thinking of. 
So, but it worked though in terms of like what happened <laughs> with with, uh, with with Adam's character like accidentally cutting himself. There's like, oh, okay, weird. And this how she reacted to that, you know. So, yeah, continue. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just that's a quick mention. It's just uh, everything that's so well done. They, they frame everything really again, framing and, and blocking. That's like the big thing, and then everything cutting together so well. These great, great edits and 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 match cuts, and you know, just all these great, great, just solid filmmaking all around. Ah uh, yeah, nine out of ten for me. Uh, next a nice. perfect score. Uh, can't be mad at this one. Hey, I really, really thoroughly enjoyed this. Yeah, boy. So Netflix, boy. <laughs> Netflix just, just, just like I said last week with uh, with, with the Irish boy. They just plant the flag here with this movie, boy. So hey, so that mean well. I mean, well, they really onto something here, John. So expected, you know, twenty twenty and beyond. We're just gonna be getting some some great movies. Well, some nuts here or there, but you know, just some great. Oscar winning movies, Jen. and it's on Netflix. So you have no excuse to, to not watch it, unless, like I know, for some people they might not like the the topic of it, but you know, still, it's just so well acted, and well put together. Yes, yeah, still watching all the scene, even though you might not really like movies based on stuff like that. But yeah, this is one of the best for the year. Um, I can't say top five for now, but definitely best of the decade in my opinion. So. Yeah, we kind of sell ourselves out. Well, I sell myself out. I don't know about you. But yeah, this is going to be on my list for sure. All right. So with all that being said, uh, Ricardo, where can we find you online? Appasat, R-M-A-D-D-Y. That is at R-M-A-D-D-Y on Twitter. And you can just type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. All right. On Twitter, you can look for Bear Beat Bailey. On Instagram, Bears Beats and Bailey. On Facebook, just look for my name, Match Bailey. Along with Illegally Black Blog, official fan base where you find the latest podcast, as well as the ones that we've done over the past few years, including retrospect reviews. And uh, stuff to look forward to next week. Please, God. Best and worst, best and worst movie, sorry, of the decade. I'm so incredibly excited to, to, to deliver this list here. Well, these. Set, uh, series of lists I should say uh, still fine tuned it right now I think uh, I think by by the time we actually meet up uh, Ricardo that's when I have things finalized and even then Perfect. I might still be working films around too but I wouldn't lie eh? it was a pretty difficult list but I had fun just kind of like recapping some uh, I wouldn't be able to recap all of them unfortunately but just remembering the movies that the movies just really blew me away so yeah, just just had to put as much as I can into this list here. Some I had to cut out, unfortunately, but yeah, boy. Other than that, I'm genuinely excited to, to share my list. I don't know about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I I saw that this um I just gonna check back a couple other people's lists, like stuff I've I just try to look for movies I forget because I have a bunch of shit I know I forget. So I just scan yeah. through, but I have a list more list. So I just just um just probably put it in our order and by then I should have it. Right. Um but because of that, though, like, I wish we could have talked about, um, well, the crisis on infinite earths, you know, part one to three. But uh, well, we will have to tonight. do that in the, yeah, from tonight, actually, it's going to be out. Yeah, we will have to put that out <laughs> afterwards, uh, after the, uh, after our worst movies, after our best and worst movies special, if you will. So you can look out right. for that along with uh, Watchmen season one, which would be, which will be wrapping up, actually, at that time. Uh, also... Yes, Star Wars Rise of Skywalker is coming out. Uh, the Witcher Season 1. Maybe I'll check it out if I had time. I really want to. Cats. <laughs> really want to see that. Uh, Lighthouse. That's that's one that I really, really wish I could get to see before uh, we, we put out our list. But if not, I, I'm expecting it. I'm expecting this to at least see it by year's end. So at least you could see it's probably one of the best of 2019. 
right. also Mr. Robot file season. Right. Really looking out for that. Yeah. And of well, course, I don't spend the entire week. I don't spend the entire week trying to catch up with that. Yeah, I, I haven't even started yet, Dredd. I'm, I'm still kind of recapping some, but I'm, I'm, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there. And of course, you know, as we always do with, well, as we have done, you know, with uh, the show here, we are going to count down our favorite movies of, you know, of the of this year, actually. Uh, best hip-hop projects for me, best TV shows, worst movies of the year, you know what I mean? Just all that jazz, right? So you can expect that with our season five, season five finale of BS Beats and Bailey. And yeah, yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever this is. This was Machi Media. Ricardo Medina. And we are signing off for another episode of Bears Beats and Bailey. So until the next one, take care. Until the best of the worst movies list, peace. <laughs>